far are you going? About 30 years. In this week's episode, it's going to be our belated super convention report from six months ago, Halloween special podcast extraordinaire with Momokonum Anime Boston. Account if I can. No, you, I mean, I know I might need it. I might need it for the hentai ones. There's one video from the hentai AMB panel that I wanted to uh, show show one of my friends to make them upset, and I couldn't find it. They haven't announced the winners of the the con yet, or at least on the forum. So hopefully that'll come out eventually. I mean, I just know that. Even though it was in two categories in Anime Boston, and granted, crashed the the contest based on your evidence, uh, I did not win anything for any of that. So, yeah, well, the comedy one was tough because you were against someone who did Bo Burnham. So that yeah, that, I know, that. I know, I know who that is. He was at the con with me. <laughs> nice. I, I think I've like heard of Meat One. I think I've heard of yeah. Them no, him and his wife and their little kid was. They're all at the the con. Um, so awesome. interesting. So, like, f- four out of the five people in that trailer category were at Momocon with me. So, like, it's oh, myself, Leet Meatwad, his wife, and this other girl named Because I'm Bored. She made the, the Sakuna Venom trailer, which apparently that's been getting every award this year. Um, and I assume that she oh, won an anime I, Boston. I, uh, let me check. Oh, yeah, I got, like, one of those. Remind me. Uh, I need to find it, but I got one of, like, the 
Oh, there it is. I got one of the nominate or like the the ballots. Oh, I, I was talking away from my mic. I'm an idiot. Uh, I went to grab the ballot. Uh, I still have one of those if you want me to mail that to you. Nah, I mean, like, they posted the results for Anime Boston. Yeah. Um, I think they sent uh, it I, an email for it or something. If you want to yeah, just well, take a snapshot The, the ballot's, it. like, a nice, it's on, like, nice cardstock. That's the only reason why I, that's the only reason why. Oh, I no, the Momokan AMV was just, like, basically, like, different colors for different categories and, like, five options. Yeah, they made this, like, really professional for some reason. That sounds more professional um, than anime for Anime Boston than Momocon, but I think Momocon's yeah. got a good gig regardless, so. Yeah, oh, okay, I do remember Miss Venom trailer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one. Yeah, she's she was there. She's like this uh, little bitty girl, um, kind of cute, and and I just joke with her, like, and she's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to win. I'm, like, I'm just telling her to shut up, like, you are going to win because you've won everything else, and she just kind of laughed at it, and it's just like... Don't kind of send me. A big thing is, like, I feel like for winning AMB contests is, in addition to just making a good AMB, you need to, like, know your crowd and things like that. Exactly, yes. So, So, like, something like using Venom and using, like, a really popular ties in two new things that people know that's really hip, and you put that together, and that's how you win. So... Yeah. <laughs> for better or worse. Uh, or, it or was, for me, I like to make whatever I want to make, regardless if it wins it, or it, not. And so. that's fine. And that's fine, too. Um, yeah, I, I'm, where is my... Oh, there we go. There's my junk. Oh, of no. course, the fucking uh, AMB website thing went straight to my uh, spam, spam email. Oh, wow. Oh, you're talking about the, like, the register or something? Yeah. I tried to load that and it wasn't fucking loading. Um, huh. Give me a second here. Let's see. Is this going to show the rude ones? No, it's not. Hmm, that's fancy. That's pretty elaborate. Uh, do I not show the hentai ones like or can I just not spell it correctly? I think they just don't show the hentai ones. Or do they? Do they not? Do they really not show the hentai ones? Also, why the fuck is Invaders in here? <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe it's under the Chinaman name. No, it's not under the Chinaman name. And my mom got mad at me for using that that term earlier. I don't know why. Um. Of course, someone did the the only in oh no for Internet Explorer the anime the only result is Lincoln Park in the end because of course it was. Yeah. Um, someone did a Numa Numa for Invaders in in two thousand five. Good fucking god. <laughs> um, where the fuck is Interspecies Reviewers though? That's actually a good one. Why, why the fuck is there an Ice Age? Why are there multiple Ice Age enemies <laughs> <on> here? <laughs> Uh, Am I on drugs? What is this? How do I make this site work? Oh, shoot. Wait, what am I doing? This person made it in 2004 and this file is in Windows Movie Maker. That's how it is. Um, oh, does it like... Can I not down? Can I only download like X amount at a time? Um. Okay. So 
so this this is how the site does it. So like if you were to register and and you know you sign up to download videos and even preview them, if you preview them, like you have to, they want you to like after a certain number of like views, or like they want you to kind of put stars to the videos. Because if you go like ten or so videos without putting any stars, you're like, well, you can't go forward until you rate all the videos you've seen or something. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it. Yeah, it's and it's making people like, you know, just put some put some opinion down, anything. Yeah, I mean, video hosting takes up a lot of the bandwidth, so I get that they want to like, you know, a lot of people to just like take the content and go elsewhere or whatever. So putting it behind some sort of thing makes sense. Holy shit, this music video it has a Divix logo. Oh, I'm sure you're going to find a lot of those on this website, so... Yeah, I mean, this is... It's a 2004 upload. It's, I, like, I'm not stunned by it, but I'm still fine at music. But the same these so far has only been footage from, I presume, Halo 2 and Ice Age. Which is actually maybe not even Halo 2, because this is 2004, so this might be too early for that. This person didn't cut on the beat, but at least, like, they sort of tried to yeah. break down the scene, so I'll give it that. I mean, there was a whole lot of crap AMVs back in the day, and I, I feel like a lot of people that put stuff on this site are people that have been doing the contest and actually have really good talent now. I mean, it could just be someone who was just having fun or whatever. That, that's And that's, that's part of it, too, like, you know, regarding having fun just making whatever you want to make and kind of figuring it out, so... Yeah, presumably, like, I'm presuming a 12-year-old made this one based on what's going on here, but more power to them. I mean, at least they're trying. I mean, they're... They're doing more than what you could have. Exactly. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know where John's at, but we don't need him if we... He he didn't get any college... Yeah, he might be. He's probably taking a sleep. Um, uh, someone just uh, someone just posted the winners. That's actually funny. <laughs> From AB one. Um, uh, Are you talking about the anime, The Wonders? That that's based off of uh, I think Tales of Symphony. No, El Hazard. I think there's an anime called wait, El Hazard, and Wonders. I think is a spin off of that or something. I've heard of Wonders, but I don't think I've heard of the other one. Okay, well, you posted a picture once of, like, you at a thrift store, and we have this for podcast show notes, where it's, like, the Wonders on VHS, and you're like, huh, should I get this, guys? This was, like... Oh, that might be why, because I ran into it in, like, uh, at a secondhand shop or something. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, you were just, like, wanting to get a, a yellow trench coat because it was money or whatever the comment was. <laughs> just... I mean, we we said all this in a podcast, so I think it's whoever wants to track that down going back, I don't know, seven years or so, seven, eight years. Yeah, yeah I have <laughs> very, very faint memories of this at this point. I still have yeah. a yellow trench coat. I saw some guy at so the So you con. actually did get the yellow trench coat. Jeez. I did I did find one, yeah. I still have it. Um, I don't think it's in great shape because it's mostly been worn when I was very inebriated. Uh, uh, <laughs> like a lot of your good but... decisions. Exactly. Um, so is that telling inebriation stories from the con, or? Oh, nah, hopefully we're, we're going to get to shit. that point until you dropped in. Oh. Yeah, I figured, okay. you were, I figured you were still napping. No, I was dealing with the ice cream truck imposter. There was a second ice cream truck that started appearing. But oh, they shit. drive by really quickly, 
and um, you hardly have time to get them. One time I chased them down last week, and their prices are a lot higher than the main ice cream truck that comes. And um, I, I told the, uh, the the normal ice cream truck about it because they'd come like a minute before the normal ice cream truck, and, Ooh, I, and man, he didn't even know about this. Yo, that guy's that guy's copying is rude, dude. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a fight to happen. Just like, yo, what the fuck? You on my turf? Dude, he's gonna put like, a spike strip in front of your house, John. Yeah, no, John, John. I think what this guy is when you say air quotes ice cream, it's really air quotes drugs. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> those do it. Those uh, dispensary trucks do exist. I forget how they're. I, I don't know the legality of them. I know there's one that is like sort of legal, but not. Let, let me. One of my friends have gone through. It's it's weird. Let me let me put it to you this way: If it is the middle of dead winter and you have an ice cream truck that drives around your neighborhood every day, or at least the next neighborhood, chances are they're not really making money off ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm still kind of stunned that there's even an ice cream truck in John's neighborhood. I haven't seen one in years. The last one I saw, because I'm li- next to like a semi-Section 8 housing, was there was one that came by, like, I think literally it's every day for about a solid year. Because you hear the song playing. And I'm like, wait a sec, it's November. What's an ice- It's not even hot. What do you mean there's an ice cream truck out here? Something's going on. <laughs> The thing is, I do see people come coming to it all year. Um, there's always people showing up because it doesn't really get cold here mm-hmm. at, at all. Yeah, that so, makes sense. But yeah, they did take some weeks off in the winter. Like I don't think they came in January. Yeah, but most um, importantly, what did you what what did you get for ice cream? Uh, well, I got an orange um, uh, creamsicle thing because uh, they were out of the normal strawberry ice cream sandwich that I get. There's been a yeah. shortage of those often. Oh man, that's that's brutal. I used to the I used to get the strawberry shortcake thing a lot. But yeah, the other ice cream truck, the prices were like twice as high, and um, I don't know how anyone gets them because my mom went out there and uh, like they were already at the end of the street, turning, and it's like that every time. Like I don't know how they make any money. When they're go- going like thirty miles an hour down the street and they don't stop at all. Yeah, gas isn't <laughs> cheap either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's it's five ninety nine here now. Jeez. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's still like under four fifty, I think, in South Carolina. Last I checked, but then again, I filled up like last week. Yeah, I'm in between those. I think. Yeah, but that's I'm, why I'm Mark under Kelly five is, still. That's why Mark Kelly is not going to get reelected to Arizona Senate. You know, he's gonna. He's going to be blamed for uh, the high gas prices. All they have to do is keep saying Biden inflation, you know, and that is going to yeah. do him in. Well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> just say I know, but just like anyone could run against him and win, like even Paul Gosar probably could. Oh, <laughs> oh so um, another great, this has been recording this whole time, by the way, but I figured you guys wouldn't have cared. Um, okay. Yeah. Usually, if somebody jumps in, I usually try to hit the record button as quickly as possible. But no, uh, Daft and I were having AMV conversation talk, so I'm getting him set up on the uh, the animemusicvideo.org website. I still and... can't figure out how to find hentai videos 
So there was a guy that had a dedicated like old HTP, HTML site to like hentai <laughs> MVs. I'm not kidding. And he got rid yeah, of it. Yeah, no, like, no, it makes sense. He got rid of it like a few months ago because he's like, I really don't want to pay for hosting for the site anymore and I don't think anybody use, is using it. If you want something, it's going to shut down in a week. Get what you can. So I don't yeah. know if anyone actually captured all those things unless I like ask certain people on the website, but I, I don't, I'm not sure who to ask about that. I think there's yeah. a thread about it. And if you look on the thread of people like asking like, Oh, like, are you archiving this somewhere? You probably can reach out to them cause you have an account and be like, did you get anything off this website before this guy shut it down? Yeah. Well, it, like it sucks, but like, um, there's just so much content and to just re upload it to mega or another service. It's just it, that takes a lot of time. Yeah, and these sites are all like old ass communities that are so. Set well, in their I ways. mean, you're also uploading like 15 year old AMVs that are like 30 megabytes large and like WMV files or MPEG or whatever. So I can't imagine taking that that much space on mega. On mega. <laughs> well, so it's, it's also time is the bigger. Like if you're gonna properly tag everything and replace everything that's also a lot of effort too yeah or like if you put it all in one drive and one company comes in and dmcas it then that fucks it for everything else so it's it, it's it's tough i get it i just want to send my friend that terrible amb and i couldn't even find it but i'll i'll survive uh so do we remember what we did at the con last weekend <laughs> Uh, at our different conventions. I don't even remember what I did yesterday, my guy. Man. All right. Well, this is going to be fun. I, I didn't take any notes. I mean, I can, I'm not, I'm probably just going to hit up the highlights of MomoCon. Um, so usually every year around this time, um, I am always an animazement and animazement came back and I just did not feel the need to go to animazement this year. And to be honest, it's it's the matter of um, I think a couple of factors that um, you know, one was when I went to Animation, there was an old um, neighborhood friend of me and my brothers that what I usually run into, and he passed away about three years ago, like a couple months after the con. So um, there's that, and then also the fact that I could have ran into this girl that I've been talking to again for like um, three or four months. So, with that long story, as short as I can get it, was the last con, her and me met in the arcade. Actually, the prefer- preferably the initial D-line. So, I thought it was love, I thought it was love meant to be, but apparently not. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, we, we, you know, we got her, I got her number, and she couldn't talk because she was in an accident, and her vocal cords were messed up at the time. And, um... So I was like, you know, well, she seems really nice and sweet, so I'll talk to her. And uh, so, like, I got her number. So then we started. When I got back home, I started texting each other, and she wanted me to get on Runescape and make an account. And so I tried doing some of that with her and playing online chess. But at least it was like spending time with her. And about a month goes by, and she ghosts me. And I never, <laughs> I didn't hear from her for about two and a half years. Until we randomly... couldn't hear from her. Her vocal cords are fucked up. No, well, hang on, hang on, hold on. <laughs> All right, hold on, smartass. Um, so, anyways, so I got a message from her on Discord, 
and she wanted to reach out to me, and I was like, well, you know, okay, fine. Um, and so we started talking again, and of course, uh, since that time, she was able to get her vocal cords back, so I got her phone number, so I was able to chat with her on the phone. And we were doing this for, you know, just talking to each other a couple times a week and, you know, seeing how we're doing. It was really nice. And then she wanted me to go see her back in March because she really pressed me to go see her back in March. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll plan the end of March. And I got an Airbnb reserved. And she apparently had some surgery or something with her head because she was still going through a lot of the aftermath of, uh, it was actually a motorcycle accident she was into with her boyfriend at the time. And, um, which is why she was, her voice was messed up and some other things. And I guess they had to work on something with her skull. And, uh, she, but apparently I didn't know for like a week or so that she couldn't see. So she couldn't read my text. And her sister was the one I found out later. Her sister was the one that was responding to me when I messaged her. And I was like, okay. But I was like, well, and then I'm thinking, okay, is she going to be like hard to communicate now that it's like a couple weeks out for me to drive up to North Carolina to meet her in person. And I assume after that, she like barely talked to me at all. I couldn't get anything out of her. And I, I the last thing I messaged her was like, Hey, you know, I really need to like, I'd like to talk to you on the phone about the trip or, you know, whatever, just some, some stuff. And I never got a response from her. Now she has a TikTok, And the only thing I remember was a week or so later on TikTok. She puts up this, her singing to some song, some emo rock song about how she doesn't have any friends. And I went, you know what? That's it. And then I've, I've ghosted her. I was like, I'm not reaching out to this chick. No way. Yeah. I mean, like this, this is pretty elaborate. (laughs) Um, it sounds like there is a lot of pieces to that. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a loaded, that's a loaded stack right there. She's got. Yeah. Some issues, trust issues, but it's like, why would you push on the, me the... to go see you and then you ignore me? What am I going to do when I drive up there and I can't get a hold of you? What am I going to do for a weekend in, in Wake Forest? So, yeah, so I, what I did yeah, is I, far, I can't. How far, far, drive? how far of a drive is that? It would have been six hours. I mean, typically maybe six and a half because yeah. Wake Forest is north of Raleigh. Um, but for me, I was like, I canceled my Airbnb, ate the $30 or so before I had to pay the full amount. And went to Atlanta, hung out with a friend that same weekend. I didn't tell. Go. I haven't told her anything. I haven't talked to her since March. It's like yeah. I mean, like if she's ghosting you, and like there's just so many weird, like not necessarily like. I mean, I guess they are red flags, but like just so many weird things that just like those are that, called red flags. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Be way not, too yeah, nice about this. Case. Well, uh, I'm trying to be more charitable to to you as well as well in this, but well, it's like I'm not uh, hurt. Well, no, no. Well, it's like I don't know. It seems like it seems like you were trying to do the right things, and uh, they just did not seem to effectively reciprocate that. Yeah, my thing with her, like I just didn't feel totally comfortable talking to her. I was like, I, I'm not because I like for me, it's like I'm not really there yet to see her, but she wants to see me, so it's like okay, I'll, I'll test this out. And the test failed. And yeah, yeah. And for me, it's just like you know, if she really, really cares about me, if she really wants to see me, I've messaged her. She can read her phone, and you know, she can respond back. Or, and she did. or like, or like the sister can, or whatever. Yeah, the sister could have said something. She nothing, nothing. Are, are we sure that the sister is real? 
Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, the, the, the sister that wrote me, according to her, that's that's a good point, but the sister wrote, her her grammar was very articulate, and she said a lot, instead of her, the, the girl I was talking to, which was like, very, very short responses, and like seven or eight of those in a row. So like, what you could say in a sentence, she just like, every other word was like, sent to me. So there was a, but then again, that is a that is a fair point. Where like, is the sister real? Because I never. She seen might it. have like developed multiple personalities after the car crash or something. You know. I. <laughs> I. I, I or she might have been always doing that. I don't know. She. She. She also has like. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to dive too personal into the stuff she told me. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. But um. But yeah, I. I mean, the, the accident kind of messed her up. Um, I don't know if it messed her up more mentally or she, maybe she's always been like that. I don't know. I think it just might be a lot of trust issues, but then it's kind of like you made the attempt to want to see me and then you just kind of ghost me. So I, expense. yeah, I, but I mean, that's three months ago and I'm okay. So it's no big deal. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know, I just didn't feel totally comfortable, like, the more I talked to her, I was like, eh, I don't know about this girl. And then I got my answer, so. Yeah, well, I'm sorry that didn't work out, but, uh, um, yeah. so you didn't go to animation in part because she may have been there? Yeah, because apparently she volunteers there at the con, and she wanted me to come see her because she volunteers, because that's how I saw her the first time, and I was like... Um, I'm trying to shoot to go to Momocon that weekend, and then Momocon worked out for me because A, I had a place to stay for free, B, somebody couldn't wasn't able to go and gave up their ticket to me and paid my way, and then C, I got to meet a bunch of other AMV editors and had a very, very good connection with some people. I think one dude, one dude and I, and the guy I was staying with, who's also another editor, like, we were on, we are at the Omni Hotel, like, one of these, like, rooms that the con rents out for people to use for, like, parties or whatever. So, the AMV editor social... Wait, it was specifically, wait, wait, this room was specifically rented for people to get fucked up in? Maybe, I don't, I, about, like, I, I, I didn't see that part. About, like, or are you talking about just, like, a hotel block? It's like a hotel, it's like a guest, like, lounge area for, like, part of the Omni Hotel. It wasn't a room. But like you, you, you walk okay. past it and there's a bunch of windows. Like it's a conference room kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's no, like a you can't room. do yeah. like you can't do shady crap in there. Well, unless somebody's walking. But yeah. Up, yeah. But nobody really walked up the the fifteenth floor to see what we're doing. So yeah. Unless that whole floor was blocked off and used up by the con, maybe I don't know. But um. Mm. But no, like I had this perfect, beautiful view of like Olympic Park downtown. And me and this uh, one editor and my buddy, we were just having this great conversation out there for like two and a half hours, I think. Just, it got, it went from um, basically like gun talk because him and me both like guns, this guy and I. And then we kind of went into like our beliefs and like uh, a little bit of politics, but just kind of get to know each other. And it was like such a, like a meaningful conversation. And it, it, like, our, I was like, this guy is instantly cool. I like him. We're still um, tongue first. Do what? We're still tongue first. I, I didn't catch that. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Continue. I'm going to find out what you said on the recording, and I'll be like, I dig on it. Don't it's worry about like it. like some sort of uh, homosexual innuendo. No. Yes. Shut up. 
Yeah. Um. No, it was just like a. It was just great to just like connecting with these like more of these people that like I talk to in this Discord, and I try not to piss off of my political beliefs too much. And most yeah, of them were awesome. really really cool. And so then it's like that's I awesome like to have like, all the AV people were at that con. Do I? That's really cool that all those A and B people were at were actually at the. Con I mean, itself. it's most of the people I've been talking with. Like, so the guy who's an elite meat wide. I mean, he's been doing convention stuff for over a decade. Like, I remember seeing his stuff from like Animazement in 2010 when he won stuff there. Um, and he was there with his uh, with his wife, and she also started editing. And she made this really. I, I think she actually made the uh, the Akira trailer. I don't know if she submitted it to that con or not. She might have. But um, that was a really good trailer, and so I voted for hers. The Brunette one? The what? The Brunette one? That was it, yes. Yeah, I did I did remember seeing that. Yeah, she's a fairly new editor, like, and she was able to produce yes, that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, she's married to the guy who's won all these awards over the past decade, so obviously some of that is rubbing off on her. Mm. Um, but I really liked, like, because they had the same stuff at the uh, Momocon uh you know, con- convention uh, contest, and I saw that I was like, I'm gonna vote for that one. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, anyways, yeah. So that that was, and some of those people are like from North Carolina. Like three of the editors, including the guy I was talking to, are from the same state I'm from in South Carolina. And then like a couple of them I talked to were in North Carolina. One of them works for like Ubisoft and like the social media department, and she basically got the job because of how good she is as an editor. Um, and they even had like a panel. It was mostly, it was basically all females and how they kind of got into like either professional industry or starting up their own business. But it was kind of showing that like, you know, it's, it's getting to know the right people, which is mostly how you get a good job that you want. Um, but it was a very interesting panel. So it was just kind of, I, I feel like I got a lot out of that and kind of have some direction on what to do. Um, but no, they're really cool. So they also had a, um, so two of the editors that were there, um, I forgot the real names. One of them goes by Minute Chan, and the other one is like Star Trinity. But they worked on a uh, AMV documentary about like the editors, and it's, they started making it like five years ago, and they would have had it ready two years ago, but then COVID hit. So um, it was actually a pretty well done documentary. There was a part of it that I'm, I feel like if I got a hold of it, I could have shaved ten minutes off. So I felt like it drug on to one area a little bit too much. But other than that, I felt like it was a pretty solid documentary. So what they're doing is they're going to be showing these at uh, like conventions, like major ones. So they got done showing it at SakuraCon. And so Momocon is next. And they're obviously going to probably take it to Otakon and, and whatever else. And uh, hopefully it'll find its way back to Anime Week in Atlanta. And... Um, Eventually, they're going to find a way to, I guess, release it or, or something. I'm not sure how they're going to... Because they're worried, so worried about, like, rights, uh, copyright stuff, like music especially. Um, so I, I'd be curious on how they do it. But, like, it was nice to kind of see it in a, in a showing there. Um, but in terms of, like, Momocon... So let me... I, let me explain how, like, where this place was. Um, so... Because, Daph, you watch a lot of football, so you, you know of the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, right? Where the Falcons yes, play. the whole Stadium. Yeah, it is a big-ass stadium. Um, So there's a convention center next to it called the Georgia World like Conference Center or whatever. And it's divided into, like, four wings, 
And Momocon occupied one of those wings. And it's four levels deep. And it's huge. It's it's it fits the amount of people that they said that would were gonna be there, which is like forty thousand. Like I can't imagine if Momocon gets bigger, like if they're gonna occupy like two wings, because it was just so much walking. Even to get from the parking deck. And so the conference so the convention center works this way. There's underground parking that connects to both the stadium and the conference center. Or the, yeah, the convention center. And it's like seven layers like deep. So like you're driving basically underground, somewhat. And you, there's all this underground parking, which is a just an engineering like spectacle. I, I was impressed by it, like how it was done. There's like a freaking railroad like trains driving right past it. So I guess they can like un- facility. Yeah, there's train, there's trains, a railroad system right next to the convention. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it's. I was so impressed by like just how massive it was and all these decks and stuff. And uh, so I actually got like really really good parking. <laughs> um, so like I basically like got to the level where where there's like a skywalk that's like on the seventh level underground, and then that takes you up to like an escalator to like the right to the, the middle of the convention center. So like I actually. And I got compensated for free parking too. So like, because my buddy was riding with me, because I was staying at his house, he's like, "Well, dude, if you're gonna be driving me every day, and you know we're taking your car, like I'll pay for your gas and uh, you know your your parking pass." So because oh, like God. you're helping yeah. me out. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't. I could not complain a free ride to something like this. Um. But yeah, I. Gosh, they even go into detail. Like, there's a there is there was a huge section for like an arcade area, um, and so they had the gun. I think that's like one of the newer versions of the Gundam Battle Pod game, which I don't know if you're familiar with the the Battle Pod like arcade games where they make like these pods. Oh yeah, I think I saw you post about that. I've seen that game before. Yeah, but I had no idea that they so, like made a gun. I've been version. wanting to play that for like over 10, 15 years, and since I first heard about it. And whoever brought those machines there, they had like two versions of Initial D, and they've got a Battle Pod game, and probably a bunch of other stuff. And I was just ecstatic that there was a Gundam Battle Pod game there, so I got to play a few rounds of that. Um, it it's really it wasn't how I thought it would be, but it it was still really really fun. And uh, I just remember there was one lady that was in there. She played like she must have been playing like three rounds, and didn't know how to stop. I don't know, but like. You know, we're waiting on her, and then she starts, like, her bag is in there. She starts grabbing her bag and, like, you know, making sure we don't get it. And then she starts getting her, like, her fat body out of there. And then she starts complaining. I couldn't understand anything she said because she had a mask on. And this was a mask-mandated event, but, like, they tried to enforce it, but people were still walking around without some of their mask on here and there. But she's just, like, really upset she didn't want anybody touching her bag. And I'm just like, lady, I don't care. Just move your fat ass out of the arcade because you have a line of people waiting to play this game. Yeah, like, you just can't move. be doing multiple. You can't leave. If there's a line, you shouldn't be doing multiple rounds. Yeah, well, I, I, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I, I understood. Like, okay, the game is over. I, you know, obviously I won, and I would get up and like my game. The game would be like five minutes long or something. But um, yeah, it felt like she was there like 15 minutes. I was like, I'm just thinking, get the hell out of that seat, man. Woman, thinking some other. Uh, there was also an incredibly huge uh, Smash Brothers tournament there because MobileCon's a gaming convention, 
So they have like oh, all these like okay. VR stands and like PC gaming area and, and just whatever. I didn't, I wasn't able to touch everything there uh, in those four days because I just kind of wanted to do my own thing. But um, oh man, they had like a what was it like like ner- like a wrestling crowd, like a wrestling group that was there. So they have like a rest like a small wrestling arena. Like I heard it and I saw a little bit of it, but like Holy it was shit, in the back corner. Do what? That's sick. Yeah, they have uh, like they have like like nerd wrestlers or something. Well, no, uh, Gigguk is actually a um, a uh, an, anime one of the top anime YouTubers. He's part of that Trash Taste podcast. Okay, so I, yeah, I, just, I know Gigguk. Okay, yeah, I'm just more surprised because he's typically he typically lives in Japan. So that's why. Wait, I'm was going. he at Momo or something? He's apparently at Momocon. Oh wait, you know what? He was at Momocon 2019. Never mind. Oh. I'm looking at Wiki to get my info. <laughs> oh, this means it was over forty thousand though this year. That's crazy. You talking about the con? Yeah, yeah. The, the website like estimated that we get forty thousand, but like when you're there and all the level, like the four levels, and you're just like, and just how massive that one wing of that convention center is. It's like, holy cow, yeah, this is... You can fit 40,000 people here. <laughs> um, uh, it was interesting, because next door to the other wing was like some... Um, I, I, I knew what it was instantly, and I was just like, I gotta get out of here, which was like some sort of prosperity gospel lady about like 21 ways to be better through God. or And, and it was mostly like a lot of black folk there. And I was like, nope. This looks prosperity. No, I'm getting away from this. Heck no. No. <laughs> I'm not going on this side of the convention. <laughs> but they had that gat going on on the other side. You wanted to stay in the whites-only section? That is not how that is. It's, it's like... It. Wait, why do like... I'm looking at this, uh, like, the guests, and there's, like, some crazy names here. Yeah, so, like, like no... They like all so the Bill, Disney voice actors? Bill Farmer walked... No, so Bill Farmer walked past me, like, first day. I looked, there was this old guy, and it looked like Bill Farmer, and he had, like, this really fancy pin on, and I kind of looked at him like, that's the freaking voice of Goofy that just walked past me. Holy crap. I didn't get to talk to him, but I just saw him walk past me. Like, yeah, the voice of Mario was there. Uh, like, Film Lamar was there. I didn't get to see him. Um, Oh, I did get... So... Oh, shoot, this is going to lead into a whole other conversation, but let me get this story out of the way. So I did get to meet the voice actor for Aizawa in My Hero Academia. So, and also the yellow, the black yellow Power Ranger. She was on the opposite end, like the other side. Of, like, they were both in the dealer's room. And I think the dealer's room, they had, like, used up space, so they stuck, like, all, like, the minor voice actors in this area, away from the rest of the Guest of Honor people. So, like, the voice of Aizawa in My Hero was, like, in between, like, a gaming booth and a plushie booth. And I was kind of, like, walking by, and I, you just see, like, this plain sign of, like, the, the actor's name, the voice of Aizawa, and I'm like, what the hell is he doing here? Yeah, I, that's, you think they'd at least, like, put all the voice actors kind of together? No, it, even, like, if you don't want, like, the, the big guests of honor next to, yeah. like, everyone else, like, you think you'd at least try and coordinate similar things together. At least that's how yeah. most cons I go to are like. You know, it, it, it dawned on me that uh, one of the voice of one of the voices of the characters in Red versus Blue was there, and I could have said hi to him, and I didn't. I didn't think about it, but oh well. But uh, no, like so, I got to meet the voice actor for Aizawa, and him and we were just chilling out and talking for a cup for a few minutes, and um, 
So I had him sign. Um, I had to get. I got one of his pictures, and I had it signed for now. Technically, my niece, because uh, my brother got married a few months ago, and uh, it turns out like I gave her her um, Aizawa picture and some My Hero stickers I got from another guy uh, when they came over with you know my brother and his family came over like last Thursday, and she flipped out on the couch like she could not believe that like the picture I got her was the one she really likes. And also the fact that I got the voice actor to sign it as a gift for her. Because I, I felt like all the money I had with me at the con went towards, like, other people's gifts than my own. Which is fine. Um, so she absolutely loved that. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I kind of sort of explained the um, current status of where I'm at in family hierarchy, like, on the chat the other day. I'd rather not get into that, but essentially, like, technically speaking, my brother is a grandpa now at the age of 30. <laughs> Freaking fly. <laughs> and I, to- I told my niece, I, I told them, like, look, because, um, like, we all Josh, Josh on each other. He's kind of perfect for them, but it's like, I, she's, we're, you know, she came with me and I ordered a pizza, so... We had like an anime night thing because it was her oldest, her uh, the middle kid was graduating from high school that night Friday, and they kind of like my dad wanted to go and there was like Kelly you're gonna be really bored just hang out with Dustin and watch anime and they're like she's like okay, so uh, we started watching Battle Athletes and we really enjoyed it so that will be something we'll continue. Um, I think I've got like VHS tapes of that at some point. Is that I, like I've got like three like DVDs. Production third Olympics. It's like Space Olympics for it's Women's Space Olympics. Um, I think I have tapes of that. Or I may have given it's them actually a, really good. Away, like we watched the first two because like so they put Pioneer what they did back in the day. Of course, was put like two episodes on a DVD and then made three of those because it's a six episode show. Yeah, and um, so her and me watched the first two, and she really liked it, and I was getting into it too. So we'll have to like pick that up at some point. Um. But anyways, so, yeah, she's in the car with me, and I told her, like, look, don't tell my brother I'm going to do this, your dad, now, but when it comes to, like, his birthday and any other holiday, I'm getting him, like, grandpa cards. <laughs> Just a, I'm going to bust his ass. Like, that's my brother. Oh, that's I'm gonna, so good. Yeah. I am. I am absolutely <laughs> you know? No, you got it. And she goes, like, can I get on this? And I said, let me do it first. And yeah. then I'll let you know when to do it because, like, you're, you know, you like, I'm like, look, he's your dad now. I don't want you to disrespect him, but like, this is my brother, and yeah, you know, I'm your uncle, come, I, so I got first rights to better. this. I that's know you want to do it. Coming from you anyway. Do what? That sort of bit's better coming from you anyway, rather than her. Yeah, no, she doesn't need to be doing it, but um, yeah, eventually, I probably at some point, um. We'll tag team and do it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I just told her, don't tell him anything next holiday or whatever that comes up. Um, Christmas, I'm getting, I'm getting grandpa cards. I don't care. It, it I mean, technically, like he's like the, the oldest daughter, she's not going to adapt my brother's, like our last name. So it's like technically it doesn't count, but then it sort of does because she's related to the woman my brother married. So that would make him a grandpa, making technically my parents great grandparents. It's all really weird. Yeah. 
more, I don't think labels matters as much as, like, are you there doing stuff and, like, trying to be be there for the person, you know? I know, yeah. I, I, I tell my parents this, too, because it's like, you know, I, I kind of like saying that Kelly's my niece. I just feel really cool saying it. That's and, awesome, dude. Yeah, and, you know, and then, like, of course, like, uh, their middle son, um, yeah, he's you know he's my nephew now, but it's like kind of like it's kind of weird because he just turned eighteen a while ago, and it's like, uh, I mean, I just he can buy booze. Um, he can walk in a bar with me, <laughs> and I can buy him booze. Yeah, technically. Wait, um, I don't think that's I'm how sure that works. My, I mean, I'm sure my. Well, bro- I guess I guess you look the I guess if they look the other way or don't notice he's switching drinks. Well, this is the <laughs> South. It depends on who does oh, okay. the most. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, Texas. It's 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 even better. Like you know, like we're at a what was that? There was a place called Green Hall and next to where all my family's at uh, near uh, New Braunfels, and it's a dance hall. It's like the oldest dance hall in Texas, and like we went there like. Did they one- do square dancing there? There was some square dancing. I can't do it, but um, we're just kind of there just to, like to have fun and watch people. And my brother noticed there was like twelve year olds with like Shinerbach beer, and like their parent, like they're basically going up to the counter and getting it, and like nobody cares. Is that like a is that like a regional beer? It is. It was. It's. it's okay. at, at, you can find Shinerbach at like the Publix here in South Carolina. I don't know if they branched out to the north yet, but like Shiner is based yeah, out of every Shiner, territory Texas. has like their one beer. Yeah, um, yeah. My brother's just like that kid. Looks like he's like eleven or twelve, and he's like having a whole like shiner beer, <laughs> and nobody. And there's a cop there, and the cop's not doing anything. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, I I don't know how it is here, but um, I, yeah. I think I, but they have it, a type of beer here in Arizona too. Although maybe I just recognize it from Texas. It it'll say like shiner and red letters on it, like in this like old English font. Yeah. You probably have seen it. Um, I'm pretty sure I have. I mean, I, I didn't live that far from New Braunfels when I lived in Texas. It was only a couple hours away or something. Yeah, yeah. Because you told me where you used to live, and I'm like, okay, I can. We can kind I've of been to I've been to Schlitterbahn at New Braunfels. I have a like one of my cousins works for that company. For Schlitterbahn, yeah. I think she, I, no, she's doing her own thing, but she used to work for him. Or maybe I don't know, but um, I think they had real long lines when I went there. I mean, I went there like, a couple times when I was a kid, like when I was seven, when I when I lived there uh, for a brief period. But I haven't been back since. Um, there was the river walk in New Braunfels, and I did that like twenty years ago. Well, um, that's in San Antonio, right? Or they have it in New Braunfels well, too. Oh no, no, the river walk is in San Antonio, but they have a uh, they have another river that's in New Braunfels that like you can go rafting on and stuff. Okay. And it was just full of drunk college kids, and we're just laughing at them. It was great. And one girl apparently yeah. lost her top, but we didn't. We didn't see anything, so I was like, "Dang it!" Oh. Yeah, remind, I know. <laughs> remind, uh, remind me that somewhat comes up in. Remind me to bring up a story that relates to that for Anime Boston. Oh, it's man. not as it's not as entertaining as it sounds. But remind me to bring that up. Well, you might as well bring it up now. Like I've talked about, I'm still got more, a little bit more to say on MomoCon, but like I think I've got like the gist of it. But like you need to talk about Anime Boston for a bit. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, your turn. Actually, why don't you finish up Mom, uh, MomoCon? Okay. Um, so, I got to set in somebody's um, 
one of those like a Tasha like anime cars that they they have like a whole like section there and they have like a car. Yeah, okay, on. I see I see cons have this all the time and I've never seen anything like this in person. So I, I guess just like maybe they're just as you know big it, of a car should, well, it should be coming north, but it should be coming to the north. It's 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 passing along down here in the south. Like anime weekend Atlanta has it, and then um, Momocon. Well, I mean, yeah, they're both in Atlanta. I don't know if, if Animation's done that yet, or maybe they'll start doing it. I'm not sure. If anybody goes there, it's probably going to be just a few cars. They might have done it like three years ago. I don't remember. Yeah, um, I, I think part of it with like the North is like since we have like such like winter is just brutal on cars up here, so it's like it's hard to like just. I imagine it's hard to justify getting like one. You a lot of people don't have the cut cut kind of cars. That typically you see the anime wraps in, and two, are you gonna spend all that money on an anime wrap or like a fancy car wrap when it's just gonna get destroyed by the salt? That's true. But I think it's. I mean, there's people that like you know, like one dude was um, like he lived in Texas, but he lives in Alabama, and he has like a My Hero car. So I, he actually, I bought some stickers from him. And he's like, and after talking to him for a while, he was like, "Dude, you're really cool. Like, why don't you sit in my car and we can get photos and you can send it to your niece and like, you know, make her jealous." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and then like my brother and I are trying to get her to go um, to Anime Week in Atlanta in a few months. So then he's, I asked him about it. He goes, "Yeah, I'll be there." I said, "My niece is gonna love you, so she'll definitely probably want to sit in the car." Um, but this guy had a, what I noticed was that this guy was from uh, Texas or he did used to live there was um. He has a, a a Bucky's like Texas logo on the bottom of his like uh, skirt or whatever, and when people were looking, and somebody was looking at like this couple was looking at the car, and um, they're like, "Oh, this is like a really nice car." And I said, "Yeah, what I really like my the favorite sticker I like is that Bucky's one down there," and one guy's like, "What's a Bucky's?" And I said, "And I was like, well, let me tell you something. Imagine if Walmart had two hundred gas pumps, and you can buy brisket and a wall of like jelly beans." And, like, a bunch of other, like, an entire other wall of beef jerky and, like, a bunch of other stuff. Like, it's like a, an antique grandma knickknack store. Okay, so Bucky's is, like, an amalgamation of, like, Cracker Barrel. The, the stuff you find in a Cracker Barrel. Uh, that was just, like, old people grandma stuff. Um, jelly beans, uh, New Braunfels Smokehouse brisket. At least this is how it is in Texas. I don't know how it is out here. Um and brief jerky and just whatever else. And like uh, 200 gas pumps or so like the big ones in Texas have that. So that's what a Bucky's is. And it's like, they're actually branching out here in the South now, which is weird. But, I um, recently learned about Bucky's from a, a couple wrestlers that I follow. We're having a feud over uh, whether Bucky's or Wawa were better. And it, it, Wait, wait. Uh, it escalated with a number of videos. Um, okay. I ended up with um, t-shirts being made for charity and the loser having to wear a onesie of the Bucky's mascot and do a tour of the store. Nice. So you're saying they had a discussion which was better, Walmart or Bucky's? No, uh, Bucky's or Wawa. Which is like I think that's like Philadelphia. That's like a Philadelphia based. Oh, uh, so that's like their chain of um. Yeah. They always bring this up in like uh, Monster Ma- Monster Madness and like James and Mike yeah. Monday that kind of stuff because he lives in the Philly area and Wawa's he, he's always talking about the drinks sandwiches and stuff he gets there. James Rolfe and Mike Matei. My brother's sending yeah, me photos. My brother just sent me photos. I guess he's in Missouri or something now, but because um, he's on vacation, heading up to Illinois for a week. 
uh, with him and his family. But apparently, there's a the Walmart they stopped at in um, Missouri. They have a liquor section. <laughs> they don't have a yeah, liquor so section in, here in the in, like the WalMarts in the South. We have a liquor store, but they don't sell liquor there. Yeah, it's it depends on like different on like the laws in the town or state. Like um, in New uh, where I'm at, they can't sell beer in like Walmart. Well, I mean, you're you're having more of a dry state, though, right? Maybe. Well, even well, even like it, it just in the region, they can't sell it. Um, and, and like hard liquor, you can only buy in the state liquor store and things like that. Like the only thing I can buy, like, like from a convenience store, I can buy like beer and Mad Dog, and that's about it. Well, I mean, where I'm at here in the South, um, they have uh, the Blue Law still in effect. So oh, you can't wow. you can't buy liquor on Sundays, and the only yeah. the, count, the county a few years ago changed it to where you can you can order alcohol at a restaurant, but you can't you know buy it or purchase it on Sundays, which doesn't make any sense to me. And that's just bad on like the tax base since there's a lot of revenue that comes in from that. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like I there's a, <laughs> I mean the the place I go to is this uh, joint that's across the street from my post office. Like right up the road, so, and it's run by some Asian dude, and that that place stays busy all the time. So, um, oh shoot, we were talking about wrestling, I think, and then the Jap and, and anime cars. Yeah, that's how this. That's what yes. I was talking about for Momo. Um, there's this guy in my neighborhood that has a a car with these really cringe anime stickers on it. Like on the hubcap, there's like a cat girl with a word balloon that says "Notice me, Senpai." That's just yeah, John. See, that's a that's a bit different. John, imagine imagine that, but ten times worse, and like thirty of those. That's what <laughs> there was. Some, I mean, well, at least are, like the at least the car wraps look better. I, I'd say there's they look a lot better. Maybe they aren't as cringe. Yeah, um, but. I mean, it, it's just kind of like whatever. I mean, honestly, like. Somebody had like a new Mazda Miata there that they had an anime wrap on. I can't remember what the theme was for it, but it was like right out there Makes front sense. and center. And I'm like, what a really nice car for them to do something like this to it. But, um, <laughs> I, well, what was it? Somebody brought a, like a DeLorean that they actually like put money in to make it look like the car from the Back to the Future movies. Nice. That was cool. Um, I did not get do a Do you know how much like an anime? Car wrap cost like is this like under five grand? Well, um, five or so or more grand. Um, I think oh, there was, wow. the, guy, the guy that had the My Hero car, or maybe it was him or somebody else, made a comment about like, yeah, I'm gonna get the, I need to get the hood rewrapped again to another design that I like, and this one I'd spent like about five thousand on, and oh, that, that's shit. just the hood. He still got like, not, <laughs> no, not, that was the roof of the car. That's not including the hood or the side skirts. And he's like, yeah, I've dumped a lot of money into it. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, I've, I've, I got other things to dump money into than, than my car. Like, I, I would have to feel, com- like, comfortable, like, making a ton of money and have, like, no family to support to do whatever I want. And honestly, if I had that kind of money, I'd rather just buy old arcade cabinets. Yeah, I'd have a hard time justifying spending five grand on something purely cosmetic like that. They do look cool, though. I can't deny... Or they can look cool. I can't deny that. I wonder if $5,000 is enough to buy every episode of One Piece. We should ask Roman Mac about this. 
All right. Uh, speaking of One Piece, uh, as a brief sidebar, did either of you see the uh, the sets for the new One Piece uh, Netflix live action series? Yeah, you posted the Twitter of that. That look, those look amazing. I'm like, stunned at how much effort they put into that. I mean, like, yeah, it's a set. It's probably not going to sail anywhere, and if it does sail, it's in 3D. But like, that's still like a heck of a lot of work for them to replicate that. Yeah, I hope they put it up, like, or wherever it's set up, like, it can be, like, more of a permanent installation, and that can be, like, a tourist thing. Like, I know for uh, the Popeye live-action film that Robin Williams filmed, like, they left whatever the village they built. They just left that, and I think that was, it may still be a tourist destination after all these decades. I don't know if it's eroded or not. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it's, that'd it's be really cool if it could be kept. I just watched that movie a few months ago, and I do remember looking it up, and it sounded like it was still in operation. It's like a tourist trap thing. Yes, it's Popeye Village, Malta. Well, yeah. What they need to cool. what they need to do is um take these sets over to Japan and make like a One Piece land or something, and turn it into, like a small amusement area. Yeah, I think they had like an indoor One Piece theme park, but I think COVID may have swallowed that. The, oh. the sets are being, uh, they're set up in South Africa. So yeah, they're filming all this in South Africa. I guess they're getting really good, like, tax breaks for filming there. Probably. It also helps that's probably a more tropical locale for them mm-hmm. to film compared to some of the options they have. Probably a bit better than, uh, Georgia, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, as long as another Civil War riot doesn't break out like it happened last year, then they're good. Yeah. Um, the uh, some civil war reenactment that went bad in Georgia last year or something. No, I was talking about when uh, freaking South Africa went crazy like last summer, right? Oh okay. yeah, so, I forgot about that. They they made they made the American riots look like a kindergarten class playing with finger paint. Yeah, they were like taking. They were having uh, like I saw some crazy promos coming out of there. Yeah, what the fuck happened to that story? <laughs> Well, I mean, they barely reported on here in America. People burn stuff, then they get tired of it, and they go home after a few months. Yeah, maybe things worked out, or maybe that's just Those in city a different street. area than where the One Piece group is building. Yeah, hopefully they're in a different area. But like, I mean, those streets look like something out of a zombie apocalypse film. Yeah, like, that was pretty it was fun. horrific. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember there was this one video where this like they caught this guy who was trying to steal stuff for his family or like for a street or whatever, and they made like they captured the guy, made the guy film a promo, being like, "Please, I I, I apologize for my actions." Uh, I forget what they did, but like they like they no. brought them up a pretty they good got, amount too. They got a police force that don't give a crap, and they were going t- village little like section by section, neighborhood by neighborhood, getting everything stolen. And like the back of a dumps truck, they're like, "You're gonna steal. We're gonna get it right back from you. You're gonna go to jail." Like that's the kind of justice system we need in America. No, I think it was the cops were participating in it. I think some of them were. Yes. Yeah. Um, You never. Yeah, it's never a full percentage. It's never black and white. Yeah. I I do remember that one video. There was a cop that had like literally a trunk full of stuff, and the citizens were like. You're supposed to be protecting us, and protecting us, and you're stealing stuff. And he's just like, oh, "Well, <laughs> I'm sure there's touristy, like rich areas of South Africa, like 
Pretoria or whatever, they, they're just yeah. not going to, like, all this have to happen and they'll let people film there. Yeah. Um, they didn't show anything from the show, which I'm not particularly surprised by, because I think this is probably a 2023 project, but they, they did briefly have the guy who plays Luffy talk about the sets, and he seemed pretty animated. Um... So hopefully that show isn't a, a dumpster fire. But I'm, is it a movie I'm, or are they making a show? It's it's a show. Um, like I'm still off? not. Yeah, I'm still not sold on them being able to do the gum gum powers or many of the gum gum powers in live action without or mixed in live with live action and not make it look like complete shit. Yeah, I, I can't really imagine One Piece in live action. Even after seeing these sets, it just seems. Uh, wrong to me. I don't know. And Bebop looked great too visually, but uh, we all know how that obviously didn't make a particularly salvageable show. I I don't know. I I don't think this will be on the level of Bebop even. I think it'll be worse, but I kind of liked Bebop. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, like, John I and I are kind of like, this was, a, I mean, like, for what it's worth, like, Bebop was a very solid show. Like, there was a lot out of it that I enjoyed. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I definitely liked it a lot more than the online consensus as well. It's really just, like, I my main issue with the whole thing was how they paced it. Like, even, like, if you ignore, like, knowing Bebop or seeing the original source material and things like that, you just rifled through the backstory of Spike and Faye and Jet, like, so quickly. Like, you could have done that over several seasons, but they just, like, haphazardly, just sloppily did it all in one I think they were trying to get what they wanted to tell, like, out of the way in case they didn't get a second season, which is exactly... That's what I I think, and I mean... And the season ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, which, like, I mean, from the premise of they didn't get a second season, like, and that worked, I guess that worked out, but maybe it would have helped better if they had made, if the scripts had not been so, like, bit like, hitting all the story beats so quickly, maybe it would have worked a little better, but yeah. probably not. People would have still fucking complained. The, the, the end scene would have still been there and made everyone mad online. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's when I was like, can I put up with a season of Ed? That, that poor girl probably got cyberbullied off the internet so hard. Like, I'm sure she would have been, like, that scene was rough, don't get me wrong. I'm sure she would have been better not doing this, like, those mannerisms as Ed in, like, the fu- in a full season, but I guess we'll never know. <laughs> but it would have been really entertaining for this poor girl to, like, try to be Ed as much as possible. Like, it would be cringe, but then I would, like, I'm enjoying this because they're trying so hard, and I don't know if they're going to have their sanity at the end of, like, their, them filming or whatever, but I have to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I kind of feel like one season was enough. I mean, I think Ed very well may have ruined it, and they really did get the the core stories out there, at, you know, Spike's past and all that. And then yeah, they also like, included some of the one-shot episodes like Piero LeFou and uh, Eddie yeah. Bomber and the first episode. They adapted, you know, quite a few of those. Little, Sadly, like, no fun. Mushroom Samba episode. Hopefully that would have came in the second season if there was one, but... Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. They did tease us with that in the intro, then it wasn't in the show. Yeah. But dovetail back to the con, I think my, one of the best A&Bs I saw at Anime Boston was um, if there was one that was set to uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by Yes, yes. And it was, uh, 
I I started that, and that was one of the best day of yes, the that's, I saw. Um, I can give you that video right now, but um, no, that yeah, one, that one, that, that one, that one video won also at MomoCon that same weekend. Well, we, I think we, it we, won all, by that, the that whole theater roared, and well. like at least for us there at Momo, like we everyone enjoyed yeah. that video. I, I was like flipping out. I was like, "No, this is good. <laughs> like, this is did a." You have, um, did you have uh, the one that was uh, uh, like for Nietzsche Joe that was like weirdly serious? Uh let me go ahead and look at the. Uh, it's, it's called My Everyday Vibes by Sin. Synesthesia. Synesthesia. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, funny enough, him and me just had a um, just had it out on a uh, Discord chat about anti gun and pro gun laws, and so that went yeah. very well. Yeah, well, I, uh, well, I don't know anything about him. I'll just say that I thought it was an interesting choice to make a serious meet or like a generally serious. AMD with Nietzsche Joe as the footage, but it worked. Yeah, no, he's a no, he's a very very talented AMD artist. I like I said, we had a we had a very interesting conversation like the other day about gun rights, and I was like, and that that kind of died, and I was like, good because curious if like anyone who entered AMDs for Anime Boston's AMD contest was actually. From the area, Andor actually attended Anime Boston because I'm feeling like it probably wasn't. <laughs> if like I'm just rattling these off and like you know, who they I are. think there was a couple of like some editors there um, that were at Boston, but I felt like most of them went to MomoCon that weekend. Yeah, well, it depends. Uh, it, it depends on where they're located, and also like, and I'll kind of get into this when I talk about AV. Like, it definitely uh, Anime Boston is typically not like. February, March, maybe April, Dave. This yeah, is the latest. Boston December seems 10. to jump around a bunch. Yeah, well, they, so basically they schedule on hotel on availability on whether it's Easter or Memorial Day weekend, traditionally. Um, so most always it's Easter weekend, and if not, they do Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So um, they're like, I think they're back in May in like. 2025, but the next two years it's Easter weekend. I gotcha. Um, I thought my yeah no best vibe was for my everyday vibes. So yeah, that was also won a uh, best vibe award or whatever. Oh, that's that's very coincidental. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like with some of these, they're kind of like um, oh, let's just kind of make up an award or whatever to go with this because we'd like to give it something. Um, yeah, so that one got entered in other along with the uh, the one with the got uh, along with uh, the sweet dreams one. That one also got entered in with uh, the there was one that was set to Evangelion with the portal song, which initially I just cringed at because they used the portal song. But yeah, we I, have like, that video too as a finalist, I think. When I watched it again, like and ignored the fact that they were using like a fucking all the shit song, like. The the editing on that was impeccable. I think that one best editing at yeah, Anime Boston. That's, that's, that, that's the thing about like you can. I mean, like the fact that you know a, an editor can take something that is either cringe to everybody else or everyone's tired of it and make something amazing out of it, and just by editing and adding whatever they, their own fling and flavor to it can really be like, you know, I hate this song, but 
but this is also a really good video. Therefore, I really like it. <laughs> yeah, no, and that was pretty astonishing editing. Yeah, uh, that I can say for sure. Uh, yeah, but so I guess uh, so. This was the um, so I guess um, it sounds like Mumblecom was really successful for you. And you had a lot of a lot of fun. I, yeah, Does I it a, sound I like something you're gonna come back? I like to come back. I, I'm kind of like, I guess for me with Animazement, I just, like with Animazement, I just kind of, the past few years, I'm just like, I feel like I need to do something else different for Memorial Day weekend because I've done, like, this is the second time since I've been going to Animazement that I've willingly on my end have not shown up to that con. And the last time I did it was like in 2012. Only because I did something else like a month earlier in Raleigh and I couldn't be able to afford to do two things like within a month period. So I, I picked one over the other. Um, but I just felt like there was there was nothing spectacular on the guest list for Animazement. Um, there was a guy that sells video games there. He was like, yeah, there's barely anybody like selling games or dealers. I'm not sure like how big it was this year because when I came back. But I just but Animazement is kind of more of a really like a party con. Like they've got like you know a rave every, literally about every single night. And uh, the, uh, people will go out in like the you know the air, the main area and just kind of like dance and do stuff. But like they had that there, and the like one of the open areas at MomoCon, where it was like you heard the boombox music, you smelt the vape or cigarettes <laughs> and or weed, and uh, you just, I was just like, yep, yeah, this is I know I know this whole crowd, I know this group. This is the same the same things happening in Raleigh right now tonight for Animazement. And so that was that was fun. Um, oh, interesting enough for, for downtown Atlanta because we had a we had a, a AMV editors dinner thing that Friday night. Um, so it was at a Mellow Mushroom that was like six or seven blocks away from the convention center. And um, I, me and my buddy, um, <laughs> we were coming back from Mellow Mushroom at the end, and I, I noticed that like half the air smelt like weed. I felt like any parking lot we went to and so, and you heard a bunch of people talking and there was just a strong aroma of weed in the air. And I'm like, I'm thinking, where are the cops? Like, what the heck? And, um, Is it so, legal there? So I'm getting to that. So um, I, I hung up with my buddy. Um, I had a friend of mine and him and me hung out at this bar that was close by the convention center Saturday night. His name was Drew. And I asked him about it. I was like, Drew, I'm like, you know, like I just kind of, I found it interesting that like, you know, I'm, my, you know, me and my buddy, um, we're walking, coming back from the Mellow Mushroom down, back to the convention center last night, and I swear I, I smelt weed about every other block or so. And he's just like, "Well, yeah, because in Fulton County, one of the counties that makes up Atlanta, they actually legalized small amounts of marijuana on on a person. Mm-hmm. So I guess with the cops, it's like, you know, instead of like criminalizing everybody having weed, if it's like a certain amount, then they're okay. But that yeah. kind of brings in the question two things. One, are cops really going to waste their time hitting up every single person that smells like weed to see if they have a, a legal amount on them? More than likely not. And two, I would imagine probably crime is not that high because when you're stoned and you're relaxed, you know, you're not on edge to rob somebody, technically there should be less crime. <laughs> so those are kind of my two theories. Yeah, I think it's more so, like, that gives them an excuse, like, if they pull, like, or not sorry, an excuse, but, like, if they pull someone over, like, for doing something else, like, it's more so, like, they see them doing something else and they need to, like, like, at that point, they can be like, oh, you have way too much, 
what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's more so just like if you're being an asshole in public, then I'll call you out on it. Otherwise, like if you're keeping to yourself and like not blowing puffs into like a kid's face, then like, yeah, I'm not going to bother you. Well, I mean, the people that were smoking weed, they were just like all in there. They're kind of like, you know, on the side of like a restaurant or like in the middle, like hanging out at a car or something like that. Yeah. And they're just doing their own thing. They're not bothering anybody else. And it's just like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely jarring. Like uh, when I uh, I went to Boston with my folks around when either I think it got when marijuana got legalized or as legalized as it is currently, and my mom was like, "Oh, what, what, what is that?" Like, she knew what weed smelled like, but just was like thought it was jarring to notice that all over uh, Daniel Hall, which is like kind of it's a more touristy area of Boston. Oh my god! But. Um, but it's just like, again, like you're in this like touristy area that you've been in, or you're like this area you used to grab lunch at every every day for multiple years. My mom used to work in Boston. So like go from like going to that and then just like, oh, it's there's wheat smell everywhere. <laughs> is uh, is that I can see that being uh, jarring. I have noticed that since it was uh, legalized here recreationally, I sometimes just uh, smell it walking around the neighborhood. Uh in the suburbs, out in the desert, um, in an unincorporated community in the desert in Paul County. So, I mean, yeah, people, uh, you know, people smoke weed. Uh, the thing is, even in Utah, one time when I was on vacation there, um, you know, that's a conservative Mormon state. They don't even have medical, but uh, there was just a guy out on the balcony at the hotel smoking weed. So, you know, you'll run into people smoking weed. I mean, I, <laughs> I've seen people smoking weed here when it was illegal still, uh, just in front of a store. Although I think that guy got arrested a, a few minutes later, because by the time I went back to that Goodwill, you know, the, there was a bunch of cops there. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's that's probably not the best spot to loiter and elite and smoke uh, illegal drugs. Well, he was real blatant about it. He was like dancing around the store, like really, really high. Um, so. Yeah, there was probably one was enjoying more than that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm very subtle about it. You know, I use edibles, so there's no smell on me or anything. So, uh, yeah. you know, I don't act irrationally when I'm out in public like that. So, um, Yeah, I, I'm inclined to assume that person was probably imbibing more than just that. I mean, yeah, John, I mean, he's like, like weed, but, you I know. Mean, if you have an incentive to go to an anime con out in the South, it's definitely got to be around the Atlanta area because if you're going to eat edibles and they <laughs> legalize small amounts of marijuana on you, then you should be fine. Right, yeah, but you don't want to take that stuff on an airplane. Oh, hmm. crap, fair point. Because um, you're breaking federal law going across state lines with a control unless you, Unless you're able to yeah. find some, like, while you're in Georgia. I mean, there's dispensaries, like, around the Atlanta area, so... Yeah, or you, yeah, just, but... or you just find someone who, like, looks like they might some or something. That does make it work. Um, in terms of MomoCon, I think... I, th- I I I can't think of anything else. I kind of hit, I kind of hit the main points. Um, Do you know if Toonami did a MomoCon panel this year? No, not that I know of. Jason yeah, kind of is probably too busy with his uh, fancy shades on in Hollywood, riding in his convertible. Oh please! <laughs> uh-huh. he's working. He 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 has an office in LA now. I think. Oh really? LA. Well, he, his new role is he's part-time in Atlanta, part-time elsewhere. Is this because of the uh, Lord of the Rings movie or something? Yeah, that, well, that, uh, that got announced when his new role got announced. Wait, so he's going to be in the new Lord of the Rings movie? 
He's he's a co-producer on it, the animated one. Oh, okay. Do you think that'll air on Tsunami, or Tsunami won't exist anymore by the time that comes out? Or uh, yeah, it definitely depends on. Um, it, it depends when it comes out. Ultimately, because you know, like a, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there like a buyout recently that like it's going to affect Toonami or Adult Swim or something? Or what's yeah. going there, on? There was there was a tweet from a verified TV um, columnist, columnist who said that Adult Swim and CW are potentially there have been internal discussions to completely pull them and make them exclusive brands to HBO Max. But um, oh. I guess there there have been follow up tweets that the source that the TV columnist got that info from was not like it was someone who has worked for both networks, but like just only as like a yeah. like show like making pilots or something like not oh, okay. the best. It's not not super credible, but presumably like if 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 a verified checkmark for TV columnist is posting about it, like, it it's probably would not run with it if they, if there wasn't potentially more to it, but it, it's, it's not an inconceivable thing, considering Linear, Linear's basically dead, and they want to funnel people to HBO Max, so yeah. if you're going to do that, the, a good way to do it is taking two of your top brands that cater to the 18 to 34 demographic. Mm. So, it's not outrageous, but not super likely. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, the CW going under, it really does seem plausible to me because they canceled so many shows this year. That and... definitely yeah. seems... Well, the big thing with CW is they're, like... It, there's been rumblings that they're going... That CBS and Warner Brothers are going to sell it. Uh, I forget which company is supposed to be buying it. Like someone who owns a yeah, I think they have a bunch of affiliates. So like that makes more sense that that could be um, if with that purchase, like Warner Brothers might be less interested and pro- might not produce as much content if at all. Um, same with yeah, CBS. I get, sense, I get the sense that they're like they they want to turn it into some sort of channel where they don't have to produce original content. They can air reruns and Canadian imports, and uh, this next star syndication uh, company would be running it. So yeah, yeah, they, well, like they essentially would. Essentially, they just make be making their money off of uh, local news and uh, syndicated day, daytime programming. It, it'd be more something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the CW Arrowverse has the ship has sailed on that stuff. I mean, so many of those. Shows yeah, the peak. Now. The peak definitely has been reached. I think uh, that COVID really did kill those shows because they relied so much on these crossovers with dozens of people in one scene, and now it's kind of like, you know, there's a few people in a laboratory, and you know, it's it's like they don't they don't do the big events anymore that they used to do. And yeah, the that would be. And, and it also doesn't help that like arrows done, so that was like the linchpin. And, like, Flash seems like it's definitely long in the tooth and no other show has seemingly stepped up to take its place. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow had a big cult following, but that's canceled now. And yeah. And canceled. It never really took off to begin with. They didn't really use major Batman villains in it until it was too late. 
and um, they had to recast a bunch of people. They had all this negative press about how the abuse that they were towards the original actors. Yeah, they're I'm they're probably are going to be more law. They're probably going to be a bunch of lawsuits that come out of action. Yeah, because they like injured the lead actress, right? I mean, well, well, she, well, and it, well, it was said that the that the departure was amicable, but then like a year later, she was like, "Yeah, no, it was not amicable." <laughs> yeah, she kept trashing them, and, and like the, not only her, but the character who played her father also left the show. So it's yeah, that was all really weird. weird. I mean, uh, watching season two, I'm still only like halfway through season two, but like. They they recast so many characters and it's uh, it's just strange to watch. They like they they had the they first off killed the Batwoman from season one off, and then they bring her back with like a different face as a different actress after pretending she was dead, and now she's a villain or something. It's just so stupid and like not convincing at all. Well, yeah. you and, all- and and Josh are the ones that watch this stuff. It seems like religiously, and it's just like why. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. It, it's like equivalent to like the people that like rewatch One Piece. I just, I don't understand it. But at least with the shows you're watching, at least that's new, so you haven't seen it before. But Some it definitely is comically bad. I, I think it's interesting just to see what a train wreck it is. That is fair. I really regret not joining the Riverdale bandwagon before it had like 11 million episodes. Because the updates I get from Josh and one of my uh, IRL friends about how bonkers that show is just makes it sound like the best thing on television right now. Yeah. I think we need to watch that fast. It's like 200 episodes. I don't want to fucking watch 200 episodes. Okay. <laughs> even, even if even if there is like a character, even if like one of the main characters is being haunted by a car that's possessed by their teacher who tried to molest them or something, and like now they all have superpowers or some shit. Wait, this is like yeah. opposite of Christine. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, that's like a, that's a very minor plot point, I guess, but it is it was a plot point in the most recent season of Riverdale. <laughs> Yeah, it still sounds better than some of the stuff Josh was or John was talking about. I was like, (laughs) but yeah, I I, the the political SJWE one was Supergirl, and that one is gone now. Oh yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah. You're telling me like all the bonkers stuff where it's like, you know, four lesbian marriages in like a season or an episode, and it's like, (laughs) dude. Why are you watching this? It's not. It's not for you. It shouldn't be for yeah. anybody. Don't, don't you love uh, Superman and Lois with uh, their kids? <laughs> that one is especially train wrecky. That one is very funny, just because it's so bad. It's a good way. Can we just it's get terrible. what everyone really wants, and that's a cr- live-action crypto, the Super Dog Show? <laughs> what? And I mean, you're getting dog. a. Well, don't uh, you haven't seen the trailers for League of Super Pets or whatever it's called? Oh, I forgot and just now remember because of what you just said. Thank you. That's yeah, I keep I, I keep tra- I keep forgetting it exists too. I saw a trailer. <laughs> I don't get why Kevin Hart is voicing Bathound. Uh, oh that's gosh. just a weird casting. So uh, I saw a trailer for that before uh, Doctor Strange two in the theater and. Uh, the trailer had it as like coming out like the upcoming Friday when I saw it. And then I, I was like, but okay, but I didn't see any like showtimes listed when I was checking the theater website before I went here for like upcoming show dates. And, you know, you know, they, they were airing a, 
outdated trailer again, which I've seen them do that before too uh, with Morbius. Uh, they had like a trailer that said like coming this January, Morbius. And so I guess they just don't get updated trailers enough, but and, but, and so many movies have gotten delayed. Because the squeaky teens working at that movie theater probably aren't paid enough to care. Yeah, yeah, and they also forgot to turn off the lights in the theater until they came with their food, and we were like, hey, uh, you guys didn't turn off the lights yet, and they're like, oh, okay, and then they called them, and they're kind of like, hey, turn off the lights. Movie starts. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, I complain about that. I'm so fucking mad. I, I think I mentioned this in I may have mentioned this on the show before, but I, uh, I, my friends and I drove an hour out to see um, Belle, which was the new film for Mamoru Hosoda. And there was, we specifically went to this theater because it said it was subtitled and it was an IMAX and they played it in the fucking dub. And I was, and I tried getting a refund and I was like, oh, you had to get a refund like during the movie or like, before the movie started, and it's like, how am I supposed to know it's the dub? Or go talk to the people afterwards, and, like, this was, like, in the middle of winter when, like, COVID was really surging, oh, and I, like, was on the fence of even going to go to the fucking movie. So I was like, I don't want to, like, be arguing with these people and stay inside longer than I have to. So, it was, the dub wasn't that bad, but it was still a little annoying. Every Did second that we debate we this, I it's one second closer for me getting COVID and dying. Give me my well, refund. I, yeah, exactly. Well, I, you misadvertised this and you're risking my my life now that I have to argue about this money. Did you ever get a refund from a movie before? Uh, seeing a movie? Or no, well, I've movie? never. well, I've never tried before. But it's okay. also like I, this is like I was advertised the subtitle and they played the dub. Yeah, I was just hoping you had some funny stories about like walking out of a movie or something and getting a refund. <laughs> I, nah, I tried... I've, never, I've never been that. I, I always deal with it. I tried once after I watched that Noah movie. That piece of <laughs> shit. I was mad. I was just like, I thought they got decent reviews. <sighs> That's Hollywood, though. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's a bunch of Jews reviewing a Christian epic. It's it's it was an it was an atheist directing a biblical saga film, and he did whatever he wanted to do to do with it, which is so what I understood. The Rotten Tomatoes. What I understood was that it was taken from like Jewish mythology or whatever. So apparently, there was issues about was, the film was challenged for its lack of non-white characters, since huh. it, presumably this took place in the Middle East or something. Uh, well, it's... Never mind. <laughs> I'm just reading the wiki page. The story of Noah was like, it. it happened before pretty much the oceans came because of all the rain, and, I mean... Anyways, you take that well, which, of the, which of the animals did Noah fuck in the ark? Uh, I'd rather not know. I mean, they at least got the part where, like, Noah got drunk off wine in a cave. Um... After the Ark, which that did happen in the Bible. Um, I probably have to drink to deal with the fact that like all of, all of my friends and family, except like a handful of immediate relatives and like two of each animal, are fucking dead. I, well, I mean, all the animals and like his his family made it. It's yeah, but I mean, like everything else didn't, so that's pretty rough. Well, that was the will of God because everyone else is wicked. So that yeah, was but I mean, I mean, it was the will at the time. Well, no, it was the will. Of, I mean, it's the will of God, but you can still like. I I feel like you can 
acknowledge that God was doing I, what was right, but also I have remnant or grieve at the fact that all these other things died, even if they were heathenists. My my interpretation was that Noah felt like everyone, everybody else except for his family and the animals were assholes because of their sinful nature, which caused them to oh, so wipe out the Oh, so he drank out of celebration? Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess I'll just assume he was drink he was uh maybe he gave a toast to them and then just like dr- started like uh drinking and then like the celebrate good time song started playing in the background and he starts dancing with all the other animals. Maybe the they arc. did it on the ark, I don't know. I mean that part isn't recorded in the, the logs of the King James version or it may be in the Daft version, so yeah, it's probably not a great look for, like, the, I, I guess it's not a great look for um, the guy to be celebrating all these dead people, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I think you were going to say something, John? Oh, I was going to say, speaking of our Lord and Savior, uh, Chris Chan has returned to the main jail and started writing letters again. Have you guys seen the latest ones? Yes, I saw that yeah. there was a recent one that was summarized by that Kangle guy. Yeah, I was reading the sonicshoe.com because I tried to go to the thread and it's just like 500 pages. Oh, yeah. They, well, they, they put all of uh, Kangle's letters into one mega thread because they don't like giving that guy attention, partly because yeah. he runs a rival site to Kiwi Farms. Right. Um, farm. it's, it's, yeah, that one. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I do generally look at sonicshoe.com first to get any Christian info. If it's yeah, operating, of course. I tried clicking the highlight thing like you told me to the other day, and it's like, that doesn't, it doesn't help. It, it, depending on the thread, it can. But yeah, for something like that, where that's probably like hundreds of pages, that's not going to do much. There's a lot of stupid posts that are considered highlights that shouldn't be on there. Yeah, I, I don't know how the algorithm works, because it, it is based on like the, the thread reactions and stuff, but I think there is some... Um, some like, moderator or input, I believe? Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah. Anyway, I, there's, there's too many posts. Yeah, my main takeaway from those letters is I do find um, I do find that I'm both equally amusing and surprisingly competent of Chris uh, to not um, say what happened in the hospital, not because of, like, oh, this is a bad idea to give this information to the trolls, but because of HIPAA. Which is just that's not how HIPAA works at all. But apparently, <laughs> someone convinced Chris that oh, don't uh, you shouldn't reveal what you, happened in there per HIPAA or some shit. Well, probably the hospital told them don't t- tell people about this, or we're going to get called a bunch on the phone by these crazy trolls. Which I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's surprising that Chris actually actually listened to them. A woman must have told. Well, they probably told them, if you tell anybody you're breaking the law, and you're going to get yeah. more trouble. And they was like, alright, I won't tell anyone. And yeah. Maybe King will only give a summary of the latest one after he typed out that big long one that I haven't read yet. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I don't, I barely care about it at this point. I'm just waiting for Chris to get sentenced to a permanent funny farm. Yeah. I, I did notice he said stuff like uh, Jacob Sockness caused COVID. And the yeah, that was weird. Happening. I mean, we should... Uh, the, the most recent summary didn't have anything of note, 
But uh, the first return letter did note that uh, Chris, Christian was blaming Barb for coming on to him. Yeah. Which, that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well the, the fact, it, it's kind of perturbing that some of like the longtime A-logs uh, could, uh, don't completely dismiss Chris's um, accusation. <laughs> but yeah. obviously unlikely, but oh, still yeah, very perturbing. Them. Some of them, like, uh, still buy into the Fiona concept that Barb groomed Chris. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't buy that completely. I, I think there's some merit to it. I don't think it's... I, I Like, maybe, like, 1%. But I don't, I don't super buy it. I don't know. I mean, some people always said that their relationship was weird at the way that they acted together. I don't know. I mean, they're both. I mean, they're both clearly unhealthy, and Bard presumably was more sane than Christian ever was. But I, it, it's still pretty hard to suggest that. Well, what was all this stuff he said? I mean, I've only read the summary, but something like. Uh... She only married Bob for the house, and she had a bunch of other sexual partners before him. I mean, that was that was speculative, or that was largely assumed by trolls in the past. I've heard those rumors, and then it has to do with how Cole Smithy doesn't know who his father is. Well, yeah, well, more so that like um, Barb. I think partly that, but also like Barb. But I mean, like Barb was a single mother, I believe, at that point. So she, so like shacking up with a stable, with a man with a stable income and several patents, and the pension is probably a good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like any formal proof, but the people have speculated that. And well, Chris seems to think like that he's better than all these other men for her, and that's why he always brings up these other ones. Like say he's like number one out of like the nine thousand men that he's she's left with. It's kind of weird to uh, mention how your mom got around. To you, I guess. Yeah, I, I, that, that's information. Like, I don't think anybody should know about their mom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we probably shouldn't know that about someone else's mom. Was, uh, not, like, why does he? Why does he tell this stuff to Kingle? Um, I mean, I can. Uh, there, I can give you a piece. What? If you catch my drift, I think you can blame the puzzle piece for that. Oh, autism! The, the autism logo, right? Okay. But um, but yeah, and and also this is the person who did fuck is. Uh, uh, 80-something-year-old brother, so there's there's some things going on there. I think he must just be lonely and no one else will even talk to him besides Kangle and maybe Praetor. Yeah, I get I Kangle and Sockness mixed up. I thought Kangle was... I thought Kangle was also creepy. Well, Kangle is the guy that they always say boils hamburgers on Kiwi Farms. I mean, that's fucking weird, but I don't know... I just I just know that Kangle was old as hell. Yeah, but Quickie says he's sixty two. But I thought he like alienated Christian too. Well, he tried to do a continuation of Sonic Shoe, and Chris hated his his fanfic of Sonic Shoe, 
and told them to stop and, and like kind of they demoted him from disciple status or something. But he still writes letters to him. Yeah, that's pretty weird. But he didn't get anything from him when he was in the other mental institution, and only when he returned to prison he started writing again. So Yeah, well it sounded like that well they never figured out what mental institution he was in. So right. that probably didn't help. And Chris presumably didn't know like Kingle's address, but um Well he writes letters to him and he he writes the, he handwrites the address on each letter. Yeah, well, that's probably because Kangle, he went to back to the jail and he had letters from Kangle at that point. Oh, you mean he probably forgets the address and doesn't remember how to write it to, to him from the other institution? Right. Or something. Yeah, that and he was probably doped up on every medication um, known to humankind and probably a few for horses. So he probably was not not too conscious at the funny farm. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he ever was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the videos where he's uh, high on marijuana and he's making out with an imaginary rose chew? I mean, that just seems, that's on brand. I don't think he needed to be high to be due to to film that video. Yeah, but it was the Teen Trin Squad that filmed it while they were smoking weed with him. But, uh, I mean, I imagine he's doing that now in jail without any drugs. He's just like, (laughs) In, 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 like, a constant, like, state of hedgehog orgy. I mean, like, you're probably, um, I mean, like, you're, like, beyond Christian's general delusions, like, if you're in solitary for 23 hours of the day, which I think he he pretty much is, like, you're probably gonna imagine things there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. that, and that, and Chris already was doing that on the regular, so he's probably, like, has, like, a whole poker game going with all of his spouses in his head. Or actually, no, poker's probably too tough. It's probably go fish. <laughs> um, it, it's probably Pokemon. So he's, he's playing Pokemon, but the rules are like go fish. Gosh. So wait, Daffy, you gonna talk about anime Boston a little bit, or you were talking about yeah. one girl I mean, I or we, some situation? I guess we should. Oh, I guess yeah. I guess we should. I guess we. Uh, I should talk about anime Boston. Um, I guess I'll say it's so. Uh, this was the first. I've been going since, gosh, I think 2008, 2009, I think. I, I only skipped one year and then the two years from the Roni. But um, uh, this, this was the first year I've ever stayed there where I stayed in a room that was at legal occupancy in the hotel room. I was so disgusted with myself. Like, even when we went in high school, we had at least five or six people in there. Like, it, it was still clown card to some extent. Yeah. And, but, and like, in college, we had, like, usually it was six people. Sometimes it was eight. A couple times it was ten. That wasn't great. Um, but so I, I, am, I was trying to aim for six this year, and then I had someone drop out kind of last second, so I ended up just being four. And I was revolted with myself. I was like, I was confused with all this room, all this space in the room. What? It didn't smell like puke or death because only like two two people were drinking out of the in the hotel. Um, I'm a responsible adult. No. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is like I'm, I, I I didn't I didn't I only had like I think one drink at the con. I just like oh my gosh, like, oh, I drank more than you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, this is like, is this how this is supposed to go? Like, I'll see, I was kind of happy I didn't, or it was, uh, I I was fine with not drinking, because I was, 
it, with my current employment uh, um, or a situation of working at home, and I'm pretty sedentary otherwise outside of work, like going from that to like being around 20,000 people, I definitely would have gotten a lot more overwhelmed and exhausted if I was drunk. So definitely was the best way not to drink. But like the whole the whole experience really seemed like a prank. Like uh, uh, my uh, my court my uh, sh- uh, I got chauffeured into Boston by my folks. Uh, we got we got to the hotel and like I had heard from people that was like oh they spent they were like an hour in line on Thursday and I got there and there was like one other person in line ahead of me. So like I checked in in five minutes and then and we got to go up straight to the hotel room. So we were able to drop our bags off, which was super easy. Oh. And then we went to registration, and that was only because uh, we pre-registered. Like, I was told again, like, that's going to be an hour line. So, uh, okay. That only oh, okay. ended up being five minutes, too. So it was just so, so smooth. So you had to wait over an hour for pre-registration. That's exactly no, 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 what no. happened at MomoCon. It was like... Well, no, no, well, no, that's the thing. I didn't have to wait an hour. I was told that people were waiting an hour for these things, but I only waited, like, five minutes for both. So I felt like I, I was being fucking Yeah, pranked. so pre-register, like, it was a super... Like, uh, one guy, we, a buddy and I, um, we got there, and we thought we were going to talk to one guy that was, like, 50 feet away. I was like, oh, this is a cinch. This is easy. Turns out the guy who had an extra, like, gun... By the time we got up there, it was he was like running security, so we had to go through the loop through the whole line, and they had us like looped around another section. I'm just like, I gotta pee a little bit. This sucks. I mean, the line is moving, but it's like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I was like, I'm being you, punished for doing the right thing on pre-registering. Right. I thought it was like the people who didn't pre-register get the line. Yeah, well, that, well, that's because I've been pre-reg. And, like, did you go on Thursday or Friday to pick up your pre-reg? Yeah, see, ours is, uh, we we got there, like, Thursday afternoon and did it. Like, late Thursday afternoon. Yeah, so that's, like, no one else has pre-regged at that point, I assume. Unless it's a four-day con. Or it typically, is a four-day like, con, yeah. Okay, so, because, like, typically for Anime Boston, it's Mon- it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But they open pre-reg on Thursday, so. And most people get there on Thursday, so the lines aren't great. Well, I mean, the con for Momo, and this is the same for Anime Week in Atlanta, is the fact that, like, there's the, um, I mean, like, the con officially does start on Thursday, but it doesn't get jumping or going until Friday, because that's when, like, everything else opens up. Right. So, like, the dealer's oh, okay, room so, yeah, so really, there's some new situation. Yeah, I mean, the dealer's room was open on Thursday night, but I'm thinking probably not a lot of people went down there, and, like, Friday was yeah. when it just exploded with people. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, I expected it, like, typically, like, especially the hotel, that usually ends up being a really long line at minimum, but, like, it was nothing, and I just, I thought I was being pranked. Um, the the red line was long, like, uh, and then getting into the con itself, like, they used to have, like, genuine, like, metal detectors and, like, someone with a wand, like, it was, like, a multi-layer thing, I and mean, then I figured, oh, God, they're going to be, um... Uh, anime Boston required, uh, in addition to requiring masks, they required um, showing proof of vaccination or or a challenge enough. A negative test was enough. I think that you needed at least the vaccine, not wow. the boosters. Yeah, Momo was uh, a mask only event. They didn't ask for any kind of card or anything. So um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's oh. because it's mostly a gaming con- convention. And gaming cons and even comic cons are so 
so like you know liberal and lenient about that. They don't really really care. Well, the flip side. Well, the flip side is because they're so liberal, they're going to require. They might require everything under the sun. <laughs> you know, I think it's also from a like from a, a event operator perspective. It probably also is. They, I can see the concept because like you don't want your event being labeled a super spreader event or whatever. But I, I mean, I, they, I they, that's the, why they had it as a mask only event. So yeah, the mask. Like the mask or... Yeah, that makes. I think the mask makes sense. I was a little surprised that we. My friend wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get in because he hadn't gotten the booster, and uh, we we did find out that he was fine. But like, if they required the booster, that would have that would have been a bit much. See, like um, anime weekend. I mean, uh, not anime. I mean, animazement was like the whole. They did the whole thing where like you provide like proof of vaccination or a negative test kind of the same thing as I would have interpreted from how they might have done um, or copied it from anime week in Atlanta. And I was just like, I really not go. I was like, I don't want to go through that again. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna like, if this is a mask only event, they haven't asked for any kind of proof of a vaccination. I'm like, I'm doing Momo, man. This is way easier. And it was. Yeah. um, So, you know, I was afraid to, uh, well, I went to the Arizona Toy Con a few months ago, and uh, yeah, they didn't require any vaccine proof or anything, and the masks were only, uh, you know, sort of recommended, and uh, they had allowed people to go in there without masks. So yeah, and the masks was, was sort of an optional outdoors. thing, really. Yeah. yeah, a few months ago, it, I think I think it was like, like I know in uh, around New England, like I think the like COVID rates got elevated uh, a little bit. So, like, I know, um, what was it? There was some place that required, oh, my, um, I need to, if I go to, into the building at work, I'm required to wear a mask again. And they didn't, and that wasn't a thing for several months. Uh, so, like, I get it from, like, if it's reaching those level, like, it could have been because of that, that, like, your area wasn't elevated. But, but like, obviously that's speculative. Um, well, no, it's just that uh, we have a Republican governor. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we have a Republican. Well, I guess the requiring masks at work is more of a federal thing and not yeah. a state thing. Because yeah, my, I mean, I have a Republican governor. He doesn't. He, he's moderate about it, at least. Yeah, but uh, New Hampshire Republicans would be considered rhinos by the standards of most Republicans in this country. Correct. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of now I kind of consider most Republicans as rhinos these days. Um. But yeah. Um, but anyway, so like. I expected it to be a nightmare to get into the con between, like, needing the Vax and and everything. But, like, they only checked the Vax card when we registered, so that was nice. And going for security, they had these, like, newfangled machines that, like, half the time, like, I set it off and they didn't, like, pull me over to inspect me or anything. <laughs> so it was, like, because, like, they have, like, I think there's, like, cameras or, like, x-ray cameras in it, too. So they can kind of see, like, oh, there's nothing in there. Um so I think it's something like that. So um, yeah, like it was just so smooth getting in and out of a con. It was a breeze. It was really nice. Um, so to get to the actual convention itself, um, Friday was really light. Like I still haven't been able to find the attendance numbers for Anime Boston this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had fewer attendees than twenty than twenty nineteen, and they've kind of been steadily. They've been steadily hovering around twenty-two to twenty-five thousand, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been around twenty-five 
to 27,000 the past two, or at least like from 2014 to 2019, it was between 25 to 27. I would not be surprised if they did not reach that number uh, this year because like Friday and Sunday were comp- like, fr- Friday especially was really like um, very easy to walk around and everything. Saturday it definitely got more busy, but I was surprised at how quiet it was on Friday. Um, they switched up uh, where the artist alley and dealer's rooms were. They were on different floors this year. Hmm. And so the dealer's room was definitely, I, I think the dealer's room was markedly smaller than it was in years past. There were some no, notable vendors missing, and I heard that was in part because there were a bunch of cons that regularly run Memorial Day weekend, like MomoCon, like Animazement. So uh, I think some of, like, the vendors that I typically expect to see there were not there at all. It also didn't help that, like, you don't have Funimation had no representation since Funimation's fucking gone. Um, yeah. Huh, that's, so, that's something. Was video, yeah. games, was video Games New York over at Anime Boston this year? Uh, I don't think they... Oh, yeah, no, they were, actually. I did see their booth. They had one of the bigger booths there. Yeah, they used to come um, to Animazement a lot, and then um, I think because Anime Boston's the same weekend, they're just like, oh, that's a shorter drive, and we get more people. Yeah, and probably... Definitely, years. definitely the drive is probably factor. I mean, they're typically overpriced anyway. I mean, it's really oh, cool yeah, to see yeah, some of the, Beyond the fact that you're seeing them at a con, but you're seeing them... But they're already overpriced, and then you're at a con. So it's like, yeah. I've never bought, I haven't bought anything from that booth in years. I usually, if my friends, I, uh, if my friends are looking to buy something, I just tap on show, and it's like, go on Amazon and look before or eBay before yeah. you buy something from these idiots. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, they were overpriced. Like when I first saw them, like over ten years ago, I was just like, yeah. gosh, I like. This I mean, it's it's cool to see the imports, and like they did have like an entire section that was just limited run stuff. So that was cool. Oh, man, I bet you they're charging more over than what eBay prices are for their games. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I may have taken, if I have a picture of their booth, I can compare that. But yeah, I'm sure it was at least a oh, yeah. 50% markup compared to what Limited Run was signing for. But again, that's all, it's all about the impulse buy. Mm-hmm. Um, T-Mobile had a booth there for some reason. They like brought in like a truck. I didn't stop to really look or chat with them, but I thought it was really funny uh, how whoever at their marketing agency decided to put up a booth there. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, you know what anime fans need? T-Mobile service. Yeah, no, we're going to we're gonna bring out our pimp uh, T-Mobile bus for, or mini bus to, uh, for, the, for the anime nerds. Oh, dude, speaking of, bus, um, speaking of vehicles at the, at the uh, MomoCon, somebody decked out like a school bus to make it look like the, the Fortnite party bus. It was actually actually done pretty well, I'd say. But, like, I was... It's like my buddy and I were driving uh, back up to his house in Marietta because everything's off at, like, 75 going to the convention center or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, we passed the party bus on the way up there. I'm like, oh, so those people already ducked out already. (laughs) Yeah. Think think of, like, if you, like... You could, like, get so much money renting that out for, like, birthday parties They probably do. I mean, I, yeah. don't, I, don't know where the, I don't know where those people are located, but I'm pretty sure, like, man, having a Fortnite bus, like, those kids would love to be around it. Oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, um, what else was, like, noble in there? Um, Didn't you say you saw several Chris Chan cosplayers? Yes, there were several Chris Chan cosplayers. I, I, send... I, had, I had saw three in total at my convention. 
Um, I need to find the picture. Um, let me find the picture of the one I saw. I didn't get a picture with them. I, I should have, but um, I, I saw them. I only saw them in passing once. Uh, but holy shit, this person. So first of all, it was a woman cosplaying Christian. Um, yeah. And secondly, the, this before? that or what? This is the same picture you showed us before, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, but no. I found that. She, <laughs> I, I found that she had a friend. I got into a conversation about the Christian situation with like a Christian cosplayer there, and uh, he's just like our our betting was that um, Christian's probably gonna. Um, I mean, his mom's gonna die before he ever gets out of prison. That would be the best outcome for both. That's kind parties. of the only predictable outcome, really. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Apparently, they went with their friend who was also who was presumably Sonichu, and they had a love attraction sign. I see that. You saw that, yeah. And the uh, the about uh, woman um, bra underneath was quite the detail. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Now, yeah. That was pretty fucking fact, funny. Is this is this attraction sign like to scale and like accurately represent it from like the original one? Because it looks pretty darn uh, close. I don't know. I don't know exactly, but it definitely it has to be close. Yeah, I mean, like it looks very close to me. They probably just printed it out on large paper or something. Yeah, I mean, for all honestly, for all I know, they could have straight up recreated it. Oh yeah, I need to go through like the artists, all the book, um, not bookmarks, uh, but business cards I took pictures of. I do remember this want woman thing. He was wearing it at some concert. Uh, that yeah, yeah, that's a pretty iconic Chris look. Yeah, um, that's funny. Um, it's interesting that people still cosplay after after what he did. <laughs> I know. No, the fact that it's well, the fact that it's more is what I find astonishing. So it's, but, it didn't it didn't used to be this many because I've never seen one before. I've seen one or two over the years, and like it was very rare. But like, I think just like with every, I think like between the Geno Samuels like docu series, which has gotten a lot of attention, and then just like, um, I guess just in general, probably more awareness of Chris from Chris trending when the whole thing happened. Yeah, um, and he was on Tucker. Yeah, well, oh, um, yeah. I mean, like the like the first part has three point four million views of the documentary, so like people are aware of this story now, yeah. and like and all the a logs covering it during COVID and stuff. Like people, people are getting aware of of the story for better or worse, definitely so, for worse. Uh, when did you first find out about Christian death? I sat, or I don't specifically remember when I found out. I just remember my freshman year of college, the day before my first final. I stayed up until five a.m. reading the quickie because I was so fascinated. So that would have been yeah. fall twenty eleven. Yeah, that's the same year that I think that it started being brought up a lot on the chat. Um, because that yeah. was when Josh and I, and I think maybe even CG, were reading a lot on the quickie too, and. Uh, yeah, there was just so much uh, history, even though he, that was like a dormant time, really. Because he yeah, twenty eleven uh, was pretty dormant. He had uh, he had become transgendered, although he was calling himself a tom girl, but he was not uh, he was not posting videos anymore. 
So people were just like following right. like he was posting on some Tom Girls of Virginia forum or something. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't Which know. Was, I think it was a fake forum before, made by the A-logs or something. It was shortly before Bob died. And then uh, once that happened, the trolls kind of called off all their efforts. And then there was just nothing going on for a year or two until he started like uh, going ape shit over the blue arms. Yeah. And that's when I mean, things got really funny again. You guys told me all about Chris Chan, like, during the Cool Kids Club thing, so that's I I have all of this to thank you for. <laughs> you shouldn't be thanking anyone for knowledge of Christian. You should be ashamed that you know anything about Christian. You shouldn't uh, tell anyone that you know who Christian is. <laughs> I have broken that rule a couple of times. I have. I have, and, too. But it's, it, I have to stop because it's like we don't have the time to, for me to tell you what a Christian is. Yeah, I don't. I don't have an elevator summary for Christian at this point. <laughs> There's no elevator he's, pitch. He's somebody you have to know about because he's like an iconic internet personality. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like an equivalent. It's it's kind of hard to think of like an equivalent. Yeah, I mean, who else has been like this active and crazy for so many years and become like uh, somebody that people cosplay as like? You don't see people cosplaying as like the nostalgia critic or something. I don't know. I've I've seen it. Not in the wild, if not, of course. Oh my god! But it, it it does happen. I mean, I could if I gained like fifty pounds, I could do a pretty good Linkara cosplay. I could just have people <laughs> shout Lightbringer at me, huh? and I can just uh, tell them to uh, disable or disable their pesky ad block. Ugh. Yeah, that would be awful. I just remember when Mega Sixty Four made fun of Linkara in this Power Rangers but, review. Was that like um, those are still some of my favorite videos of yes, all time? Yes, they, it was like, uh, like, like Spider like, or something. There, there were multiple points where, like, I was like, where I was extremely depressed, and that was like, what's like something funny I could put on to cheer myself up? And it was Rocco rambling about Bulge Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Dev, didn't you actually watch all those Power Rangers videos of Linkara's? Uh, well, I haven't seen... Uh, at the time, yes. I've not seen all of them now, because he's done the newer seasons. But I did watch them at the time, and I thought they were interesting. It did definitely re-spark my interest in Power Rangers a little bit. Um, oh. Definitely definitely never going to watch it regularly, or oh, the new series regularly, at least. Yeah, well, I, I watched the... That James Rolfe did about Power Rangers, and he said he watched it at like 1.5 speed or something to try to get through episodes because there were so many of them. Oh god, yeah. What was it? I I told you like the um, yeah, like in the same dealer's room area, there was the uh, the Yellow Ranger, but it was the the black girl that showed up after t- uh, the Asian chick. Mm. So like she was actually really friendly. Um, I even mentioned to her about like her thoughts on the whole Austin Saint Jane John thing. <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Well, I don't really have an opinion on that, but like, you know, we don't really know until he gets, you know, conveyed. I just stay away from that. I'm just, I just do my own thing." And I'm like, "Okay." I mean, she's not. I mean, it's not like they're like. It's not like they're like best friends. It's like this is a guy I worked with for like a year, and now I see him a handful of times a year because yeah. because we are, we're all trying to get a bag. That's so a like, freaking. He's probably, you got a freaking Drew Pickles cosplayer. Holy crap. It's Stu Pickles, but close enough. Um, I sent that to my friend, and he said, "Weird, I don't remember Stu wearing a slave mask." Which is pretty. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a pretty good. I, one. I meant to say, Stu, yeah, I, Drew. Drew was the nerdy guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, I yeah, thought I said yeah, stew. I Sorry, I did. I did appreciate. Uh, I, I did appreciate. Um, I appreciate the baggy jeans. That that really adds to it for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going through and seeing if there's any notable things. I, to the fact out. that I, I immediately knew who this guy was. At the, I didn't even know he was holding uh, um, Tommy Pickles. I just saw the tie and the shirt and the hair. I was like, "Holy crap, that's Stu Pickles!" Right. Um, so yeah. Um, oh, so another thing was, I think another reason why attendance may have been light was that it was a uh, the only major music festival in the Boston area, or I guess New England really uh, was also the same weekend. And so there was, so I knew a couple, or, um, I knew a couple people who like were swapping, alternating between being at the con and being at that festival to mm. see Nine Inch Nails or Metallica play. Mm. But I think that definitely hit a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, just, I don't know. I just like, I think between like the mandates um, and uh, registration was also really, was almost over, fi- over 50% more expensive this year. Um, I think it just like, I think that like really hurt. And also, uh, they didn't have. They only had a single musical guest from Japan, and otherwise no other Japanese guests. I think that really hurt. All those things kind of really hurt the con, and I think they may have had a little less attendance than they normally do. But honestly, I thought it was really well. It, the convention was really well run this year. I definitely had a lot of fun at it. Um, um I definitely, I definitely like. I immediately re-registered for. 2023 with no hesitation, but my main takeaway was it gave me like the convention itch back, but it made me want to go to a new con. So, did you go to Cloud's panel? Or was he not there? Uh, oh, um, so I did. I did not see a, con- a panel for Pretty Cure, but uh, we, my friends and I, uh, did attend a panel on Sunday afternoon called Jews in Japan, and there was an individual up at the front row who did. Kind of similar to Cloud. I could only I only saw him from behind, um, but I so I didn't see his actual face. Um, okay. But I did not immediate. But so he may have been there, but I'm honestly not sure. Um, I will note that panel um, was one of the worst things I've ever attended. Or not not well. Clouds is the worst panel I've ever attended. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it probably was. Um, <laughs> this guy. Um, there, uh, he was very knowledgeable and very like he knew his subject matter very well about the Jews in Japan. Did not provide any visual aids. That is a oh, that's you horrible. Can't, you can't be doing a Sunday panel name dropping all these people that I've never heard of, and that most of the people like he would like say like, oh, do you know this obscure Jewish man from the early 1900s who happened to spend like. A minute, like five days in Japan, and no one like gonna be crickets. And you're like, "Oh, you kids don't know anything." Blah, 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 blah. Um, so he, he, oh. like he wasn't that much of a dick about it, but like, he was like, "Oh, you crazy kids." So, so I actually did was attend. This HG? Was it? Was this, was this HG Revolution? Because he's done Jewish panels at AB before. I, I did not see anyone who had HG Revolution's profile in the audience, but I also again. I, I will be honest, my cell phone connection was not... I was pretty burnt out since it was Sunday afternoon, and my cell phone connection was really spotty in the room, and this guy was, like, just 
nails on a chalkboard boring. Um, and so I honestly spent most of that panel just napping or trying to fall asleep. Or so, I, I did actually attend a, a panel at a MomoCon, which was like the only re- like guest I was interested in. And I went to uh, Carl Horn's Dark Horse panel. So Carl Horn is like a main translator for uh, Dark Horse. Not like the, but like one of the main ones. And his thing is, um, I had him sign my um, first um, three-in-one Evangelion manga set or manga collection. And so he was able to autograph it and kind of doodle himself inside the inside of the book, um, which was really cool. And, uh, and after, like, you know, and then after, um, after the panel, um, he signed that. And then we got into like a conversation with a girl asking questions about like manga, like translations, and and we just wound up talking about like just anime and Japan, Japanese culture for like over an hour. And that was like incredibly really cool just to like hang out with this guy some more because I hung out with him at Anime Week in Atlanta. And uh, for a little bit, and talked to him after a panel. But this time, it was like, yeah, like a really good intellectual conversation with him. And uh, he's might be at Anime Week in Atlanta again this year. I'm not sure. Did he get digits? No, I did not get his digits. Oh, maybe next time, buddy. Yeah, maybe next time. Oh yeah, you uh, you showed me the dog one on top of that. Is that the the hieroglyph uh, from uh, Full Metal? Yeah, there was some sort of audio playing, but I couldn't really tell. I don't know if it comes through in my recording. I was trying to pull a couple other interesting pictures I took. I mean, I have a ton of noteworthy pictures from the con, I suppose. I like the Metal Gear um, cosplayer. Oh, okay. That's, I figured it was from something like that. Yeah, that was the most visually impressive one. Yeah. Scale-wise that I saw during the con. Yeah. No, um, there cool. was There's a really good Laura Croft that was like PS1 era. Because I had like the like uh, the polygon tips. Yeah, that was nice. pretty funny. I, I'm a sucker for a cheap gag. Um, I didn't see uh, the initial D cosplayers this year. I didn't who, see um, either. Um, but there was someone who was cosplaying from Spy Family. Who uh, I guess there's like a car a car in the show, and she was like riding in the car. So I'm I'm always a sucker for a good cardboard, a good prop made out of cardboard. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you had one. Th- you were about to go into something with a girl at the con. Oh yeah. Um, so um, well, I, uh, that that happened on Saturday. Um, and, and again, not as interesting as it sounds. Uh, but I do want to uh, preface on Friday. I did go to my friend's panel, which uh, he uh, hosts. He um, that he did, which was on uh, Monster Girls, and it was not necessarily on. Monster Girls in contemporary manga and anime medium, but like historical examples of Monster Girls. Okay, and it was a it was a very it was a very educational panel. Um, he did he did put a lot of his own personal um, uh, flair and spin on it, so I thought that was so it, he made it lively. So he he's a he he's someone who I would go see a panel even if I wasn't his friend. Um, he did a good job presenting to the room. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we did. We honestly we spent a lot of time meandering in the artist alley and dealer's room. Um, that uh, there wasn't uh, my main complaint about the con this year was there. Were, all the panels were either super educational to like a fault. Like the Jews in Japan one, there are two different panels about how 
America committed war crimes in Okinawa oh during gosh. World War II, which is like I, I don't know. Like yes, that's I mean that's that's good to know, but blah, 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 but like I'm not here to feel guilty uh, while at an anime convention. I'm here to uh, to have fun, not to be yelled at. Um, so I thought those were interesting. Um, well, the the U.S. does still have a base in Okinawa, so I think that probably they're trying to like get people to oppose that or something. But uh, really, you're not going to accomplish that. At that's any. not a main so, cause. Yeah. Besides, we probably need to be there in case China invades Taiwan. So, yeah, you can save that. Save that for a TED talk. Not take up a space at the anime convention. Yeah, really. and then um, and, and so it's either like really aggressively educational, historical <laughs> things like that. Or um, just really bland bottom of the barrel concepts like know your meme and stuff like that. Mm, there's so it's that. just yeah, there's just really there wasn't and as it really hit the late night panels, there was nothing like Friday night. We didn't even uh, we left I think the con around ten or eleven, and we ended up going to a rooftop bar that was attached to um, like the convention center is attached to like a nice mall. And giant skyscraper, and so in this small area, there was a there's a rooftop, there's a nice restaurant that had a rooftop bar. So we went there and we watched the uh, the um, game six of Celtics versus the Heat, um, and we watched. And we there's like only like there's like one table of cosplayers because I remember seeing someone from JoJo's there. But otherwise, it was just normal people, and then just like. I'm sitting there, or my, my friend group is sitting at a table. I have a, I wore the Aiden Gallery and popcorn bucket the entire weekend. Oh, nice. And just use, uh, I, I use that as a drink holder. I got so many people, uh, I got like half of the people who, t- who like stopped me to ask me about it either knew it was a thing and wanted to know what booth at the convention had it, which I had already bought it on eBay. And then the <laughs> other half were like, holy shit, what is this? I need it. Uh, I just was like, I think I, at least like fifteen people ask me each day, which is I, fucking I have, nuts. I have yet to walk out with my Evangelion head out in the open at a con, but it just kind of sits on my shelf with the Evangelion stuff I have. So, yeah, I had it next to my uh, drink holder, my Eva, my Eva drink holder. But yeah, that was the first time I really taken it out to do stuff, and like it would have been really useful if I had drank because I could have just kept my uh, bottle in there. Like I mostly just kept the water bottle in there. Um, so I guess it did ultimately serve its purpose. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, so like I'm just being a fucking asshole in this like upscale or like not not like super fancy, but like I guess it's a place that has like a twenty dollar burger. So like they're like it and like twenty dollar drinks. So I guess oh. it's a little a little nicer. And uh, begrud- and they begrudgingly had to let us watch the TV to see the Celtics. I think we lost that game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, we didn't lose that game. Um, but that was fun. And also, like, half my group didn't care about the game, and the other half super did, so that was funny. Nice. Um, and then, but it was, it was a nice night to be on a rooftop bar, so I can't complain. Uh, I, had a very, I had a very good Hackenberger. Uh, and then Saturday was also, it was just, it was pretty quiet. And we woke up at, like, we, we were all, like, awake and moving by 8 a.m., which was really weird. I guess we do all. Well, I I woke up early this whole that whole weekend too. So there was like we got to the con at a good time, got a good parking spot, and 
you know, basically I hung around the arcade area, like mostly on Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So at 9 a.m. we went to the discotheque panel and because uh, my friend really wanted to go. And there was also like nothing better to do, may as well. And um, Mike, Mike Tool of Anime News Network hosted. Yeah. And I was really surprised because, like, I've seen this guy. Like, I've known about this guy for years. I've read his stuff. I never knew what he looked like. And based on his Twitter, I just assumed he was, like, some angry, whiny twerp. But he actually was, he was kind of built. Like, he was, like, he, he looked yeah, like. He's a, he's a big guy with a very incredibly deep voice. Yeah, I know his voice was, like, not nasally. Like, it was, like, a normal voice. I guess um, he's actually done dub work for Discotech. Admittedly, it was just uh, he was the narrator for uh, Benyanya. Ah, uh, he which, did. He's uh, done commentary tracks for like one of them was for Arcadia, My Youth. Yeah, I could see that. That yeah, makes sense. But, like, I mean, but again, like he has a narrator voice, so I like, uh-huh. it totally fit. But and it's, that's like really the only like voice work on the show. Like the rest of for Benyanya, it's it's a show about a cat about this species of cats that live in banana peels. It's, it's fucking weird. It's They're three minutes shorts. They're stupid. They sell shit ton of merch. I've bought yeah. more of it than I care to admit. Um, but he is a good fit for it. But I was just really like, wow, this looks like a functioning member. Like, if he didn't have, like, this anime lanyard on, I could see him being a functioning member of society. Um, so I was a little surprised by few, that. I think a few years ago, like, um, they had the World Cup in Brazil, and he was he had, like, photos of him him and his family there, like, watching soccer. So I think he's a really Good big soccer him. fan. Oh, so he actually has a family too. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost confusing. Like, wow, these people are actually normal. But yeah, uh, he was a very good presenter. He kept me fairly awake during something that I particularly didn't care about at a early show time. Uh, my friend was very happy that they announced they announced season four of Synth Gear was being licensed in the U.S. But weirdly, they've released one and two, but not three. So my friend was a little confused about that, but. At least he's eaten, so that's cool. And they had a couple uh, guests who were uh, who were working on um, dubbing a film from 1970. I forget what the name is offhand. It's like the Phantom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yes, something. yes, yes. That's like the main big thing because there's uh, people I know online that are like talking about it and they're super, super excited about it. Flying, yeah, Phantom, they a... flying, flying Phantom ship. Uh, uh, they played a really funny outtake. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember who what the voice actor was, but like whoever was playing the main villain, they like played an outtake where he was saying where he's swearing a bunch, and that was pretty funny. Huh. Um, but yeah, but that was really cool that like that like not only are they like releasing this on like they're doing a Blu-ray a HD restoration, which hasn't it hasn't released in HD anywhere, but they're also um, uh, dubbing it for the first time ever, which is really cool. But they get the opportunity to do that. I'm. Uh, I mean, based on that, record? I'm probably going to get it eventually. So is this a new record for the longest delayed dub after the Lupin dub that they just did, the part one? Well, that implies this was ever in. Actually, I was going to say. Um, I was going to say it wasn't in contention to be dubbed in the first place, but they did say they uncovered a script that was written by via typewriter. Because um, that said that they believe was translated around the time this came out, and they're hoping to include as an extra. Wow! So that well, so that'd be pretty cool because I imagine that's pretty fucking dated. Yeah, it'd be funny if I actually read it. Like, um, 
Hey, you want to talk about New York Ninja, or are you still talking about the con? Or I have a little bit more, but I did want to talk about New York Ninja because that one is fucking amazing. Um, okay, yeah. So wait. So um, what else did we do at the con? So kind of meandered around a little bit after that, um, and then uh, we went to the Idol Showcase, um, which is uh, they have a bunch of idol like bunch of idol groups perform. Uh-huh. And so um, we went because uh, two of our friends were in it. Uh, so the first act that performed, it was I didn't. It was like a they're very solid. They they've been around for a while. It sounded like, but um, so I was texting my friend who had just gotten to the con, and we were sitting in different areas, and like not both of us were just there to support our friend and didn't really give a shit about the performances. But my friend was like, she texted me. I was like, oh my god, did you see that? And I was like, what or what 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 do you mean? Um, and she's like, oh, that girl just pulled a Janet Jackson. And I guess, like, she, like, she, I guess it showed full tit. Um, and I didn't, like, I, I was like, oh, I was busy looking at the glow sticks. I don't want to, like, <laughs> I'm not particularly noticing these potentially underage children <laughs> whatever. I'm not, I'm not looking that, that hard at it. Um, but I noticed at the end, like, this, there's one girl who, like, had her, like, hand up on, like, her other shoulder trying to keep up the strap or whatever. Um, so that was unfortunate, but she, I didn't, none of my group noticed otherwise. Only the girl noticed in our group, so I thought that was funny. Um, but unfortunate for her, but I, it's, it, if we didn't notice, then I just assumed she did a great job. Uh, oh, but one thing that was interesting was, uh, they, they, even though they were performing, they still had to wear their masks, which is really strange for an idol showcase. A big part of it is your lip syncing to the music. Mm-hmm. Like, they have solos and things, so being masked for that was, I feel, uh, definitely a choice. <laughs> um, and then um, the second group, they did, I, I later found out they did original characters. And the for their thing, like, typically they are doing, like, an idol group from uh, whatever that sun, Love Live. I think that's the one Sunrise has. Oh, uh, I think that's but, one of the um, big ones, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so they they did these original characters and they they looked like they had never practiced before. Um, they they were very disor- discombobulated and disorganized, like to the point where my friends who were in the show apparently were like, "Why?" Like they they openly complained to one of my other friends, like they should not have been allowed to go up because <laughs> of how like unprofessional like. Like, if you're performing in front of a thousand people, you probably should look like you've rehearsed at least once. Right. <laughs> um, and then the third act, my friend went up. She um, she did, spe- one of my friends went up. She did Spectacular. Um, and then a couple acts later, my other friend went up and they did, like, a performance of Flags. And they, they did, a, she did a Spectacular job, too. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of what other things we did. We went to the swap meet. I saw this really cool uh, Conti figure. Which is um, uh, I I don't think I I can't remember if I posted. Oh, the, the character cat. from uh, Fully Coolie. Yeah, they had this. Uh, so one of the booths had this really cool figure from uh, like the 2010s. They or basically not from the 2010s, from like when the show originally came out. Oh wow! They did like a handful of figure runs, and so they had this like one variant that was like it was a Hot Topic exclusive, and it was like Skull Fiend. And it looked so fucking. It was it looked really fucking cool, but uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't bring anything to the swap meet. 
Um, and I also didn't bring anything remotely worth what this thing was selling for on eBay. Like, this guy knew what he was doing. Uh, he also was wearing a Let's Go Brandon um, face mask, which I thought was pretty brave to do at <laughs> an anime convention. Yeah, especially um, in Boston. Yeah, that, that was pretty pretty impressive. Um, I'm seeing those bumper stickers more and more lately. But there's one trucker who's so bold that he has a giant flag that just straight up says "fuck Joe Biden." And he's driving <laughs> oh, there's there's a, there <laughs> That's was funny a um what was it like I think a year ago there was a redneck driving like past the chilies in my town like on the main road with like a giant uh you know "fuck Joe Biden" flag, and he did not care. But I mean, this is the South, so. But I think there's if any, I think it's more going to piss off the church people than liberals. Yeah, well, you're using the swear word. You don't need to use the swear word. There's one car that I've seen parked at the park that has a Let's Go Brandon bumper sticker, and I noticed that on the dashboard they have a little effigies or mannequins of, like, uh, Trump's entire family in frog form. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, man. If you see that car again, I need a picture of that. That's amazing. I mean, my brother hung up a a Let's Go Brandon flag in, like, the, the maintenance shop, like... Because we have a bunch of oddities in there, and he he got a hold of it, or I think there was they were selling them at like um, um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, or something. So he got himself one somehow, and now it's hanging up in like our work maintenance shop. What was like? There's like a bunch of Trump shops in my area. I want. I hope they like rebranded specifically to be like Brandon shops. I think it'd be funny if it's like it's not a Trump shop; it's now a Brandon shop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, um, I, I see that as much as, if not more than Trump 2024 stuff. I see there's like a couple of like neighbor, or not neighbors, but like a couple houses I drive by regularly still have like their Trump 2020 stuff up. Because like it still has, like I know it's 2020 because it still has pence on it. So I'm kind of surprised that they uh, have kept that up and kept that trader trader's oh. name up. Well, they kept those up for several months here after the election, but no, mine are still up. Mine are still up. Like those are still up around my neighborhood. I think that's like a sign of resistance that they still don't consider the election legitimate. Well, it's no, it's no different than when Bush was in office, and like these, you know, the the liberals were when they had like um, Al Gore and John Kerry's bumper stickers on their car, and they're like halfway faded. It's like yeah, you guys well, that's a little lost, different, right? Like, well, that's a little different. That's I mean, I think it's stupid to put any political sticker on your car because that, yeah, like at least like for a candidate because that's going to get outdated quick. Um, oh, yeah. But like a, a sign, you can easily like just you could replace it with just a general Trump sign or something. I just think it's interesting that they just are like, eh, fuck it, it's there. We're not going to move it. Um, I've seen I've only seen a couple left, uh, branded stickers around. But I, I, the one that I see the most is by Dunkin' Donuts that I go to regularly. It's like on like a pole huh. as I pass by it, and I, it, it took me a couple of times to realize what that was, and I chuckled at it. Um, I never tried seeing, to rip it off. I remember seeing on the Ron Paul YouTube channel, he had like an interview with some supporter of his that uh, he had left up a sign for like Ron Paul 2020, uh, 2012 or two thousand eight. Uh, for like a year or two after the election and then the like local government had sued him and then this guy uh, you know countersued and won the right to keep it up under free speech and yeah uh, well that well that's fucking stupid that the town sued to get rid of the sign apparently like, they had some the, local law that bans keeping political signs up for x number of days after the election yeah but i mean like I, I, imagine being the asshole who actually enforces that yeah 
You know, yeah, but and I think that the court struck it down as unconstitutional, the law, but um, yeah. yeah, it was interesting that that it was even attempted and became a thing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta show your love. Is he still alive? Uh, well, yeah, he is, and he still does a <laughs> daily program. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he had the heart attack on stream, but he did make it through. I just remember, like, the the, when Ron Paul was running, they did, like, the Pokemon theme with him, where it was like, Ron Mm -hmm. Paul, gotta catch him. That was the original singer, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, uh, trying to think of... No, of course, yeah, I really didn't... Like, oh, we went to the hentai AMD panel, and then I remembered, because, like, there's literally nothing to do at this con, and then I remembered why I don't go to that panel. Um... Because uh, well, it's not it, like it's not only the fact like I don't really want to watch that shit with like hundreds of degenerates in the crowd. Um, someone to make a good point, uh, or whether uh, we were waiting in line, someone's like, "Oh, I wonder if they turn off the lights in the room." And someone made a stupid point of, "No, why would they do that? They're <laughs> never to just start cranking it." Yeah, really. So they, they, like, no, they they, 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 they they turn off the lights, but then turn on the black lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring, bring in, uh, maybe Nick Fuentes could have visited the convention and uh, looked for hunted for cum. There's some really fucking funny gifts of that that people have made on that are avatars on the farms that are so fucking funny. Just oh, cartoons man. of Nick with the with the black light crawling around. On yeah, and just like a menacing smile trying to hunt the cum down. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> So is the whole story basically that he was keeping Jaden as like a sex slave in his basement and then Jaden got a girlfriend and now he feels betrayed or what? Well, no, he wasn't using Jaden for anything or probably was not using Jaden for anything. But like, he just like, he was, um, he was letting the guy live there rent free, just be like, help a buddy out. And also like, you know, hey, I'm just living with my bro. I'm going to hang with my bro. But I guess they didn't really socialize that much. But I guess like once Jaden got a lady friend, um, that, that was the last straw for Fuentes. And there's probably some other shit that happened. It, it, it's this. All these like defector people are also pretty shady and shitty. I mean, they were. I mean, at the end of the day, they are. They supported a white nationalist or a quasi white nationalist group. I still haven't heard Fuentes explicitly say anything about white nationalism. I've I've I just seen hear him say incredibly weirdly sexist things. That's why I just like, insult pure sexist shit. Did you see the Jedi? Quote, his new like random. No, quote. I read about that he had a take about it. But oh, you're talking about the Obi Wan thing, where he was saying that. like they're, yeah. they're ripping, they're ripping our childhood and and shitting down the neck or something like that. You, your your childhood Star Wars films are the fucking prequels, you mong. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> they already did that. He said something to the effect of like that. You know that he—he's not as anti-Semitic as he is misogynistic, and he explicitly used these terms. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, at least he, I mean, at least he's—at least he's being honest. Yeah, he's—he's he's kind of honest, but then he always says, "I disavow, I disavow," and tries to yeah. walk out to be blatantly mean. Uh, like I don't really care. Like if he's—I like, don't care about sexuality. It's just like become hunting thing is obviously a very funny bit, but it's just like just like. I, I just think it's so weird that, like, you're trying, like, if you're a white, if you're pro-white, why would you discourage um, interacting with women and trying to produce more of a white race? I just think that's a very strange niche to have. Mm-hmm. But, it's, it's um, just, 
I mean, it's just, he's like, he's trying to appeal to an audience. He knows they're not getting laid. And it's like, he tries to portray it as like a high principle of like. Yeah. Like, and in theory, if they don't have a wife and kids, they might have money to give him, I guess. So I guess they're, I guess I can see the benefits of keeping that angle. I mean, I still would probably not associate with Ethan Ralph. That's probably a good idea. Well, he's also um, got but... that pedo stash going on too. Yeah, that's not great either. No. Honestly, I kind of I kind of liked his response. Like, he was supposed to do, like, some, like, response stream. And all he did was just, like, hang outside and just blast Kanye for an hour and not say a single word. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, even Wait, though he what? didn't... He, I, think after, I think after the initial, like, Kino Casino stream with the Jaden guy where, like, the Calm Hunter thing and other things came out... Um, Fuentes was like, I'm going to address this on my next stream tonight at nine. And so he, and he went on stream and it was just him hanging out on like his patio, like uh, blasting Kanye for like an hour. And he didn't like talk at at all. He was just like jamming out to the music. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. I don't know. I I just don't find him funny in general. I mean, his little stick of like dancing to the Joker music and all this. Oh, you know that would yeah, yeah, that's all cringe. Like pulling out the actual knife and trying to um, like say like he's licking uh, Medicare's chemo is just that's it's saying you watch a Joker tint. That's all that shit is so painful. Um, I, I just yeah. I just can't believe that this guy actually was able to get like legitimate like enough credit to build like to get, like, on the radar of Gosar or get covered by um, uh, Louis Farrell and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd say he's he's, he's, he's managed to get three members of Congress, Gosar, uh, Steve King, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, to all speak at his events. This yeah. Um, I mean, it's on, it's, the other, the Jaden guy... is old or something, right? Or like 25, maybe, at most? Yeah, he's 25 at this point. I mean, he's younger than It sounds like the Jaden guy may have been the main connect for that. Or he claims he was, since he was, uh, I guess, before joining up with Fuentes, he was part of Turning Point, or he was, like, a pretty noteworthy member of Turning Point USA, He was running the Kansas City University, or, or University of Kansas, or something like that, branch of, uh, of TPUSA, and then he defected and, like, brought his whole chapter over to America First and made started making these America First college clubs. And that's yeah. how he became uh, influential. It was during the Groyper War where they were heckling all these TPUSA events. I'm guessing oh, that, like... Oh, they, they did that specifically to the Turning Point people? I didn't realize that. That was the whole thing, was that they would go to TPUSA events <laughs> and they would start uh, asking anti-Semitic questions. And the TPUSA right. people would just be uncomfortable. But I guess Jaden actually agreed with it. And he was like, hey, that's a good point, and I'll just join you guys. And so that, that whole chapter, like, essentially surrendered. And so that was, like, the that was them portraying the Groyper Wars as a big success because they managed to, to seize enemy territory. Yeah. And then they basically made Jaden number two, and then he got a girlfriend. And then he got kicked out of the insult club. Yeah. No, I can't. You can't do it. You can't. Um, no QT 3.14 is allowed here. I mean, it's it's interesting because, like, the original alt-right fell apart over this kind of stuff, too, because Spencer was sleeping with all his lieutenants, women, and stuff. Uh, but it, at least in that case, it was, a like, a heterosexual, like, running the group that was... I mean, at least that's, like, I mean, that's, like, Chad, that, like, he's fucking, like, other, other, like, married women. Like, that, that... Right. 
And he was. I, mean, I guess was, that's bad for family values or whatever, but I don't know if alt right really cares about family values. Yeah, the thing is, Spencer was open about who he was. He was never pretending that he was like a Christian conservative. He was like, I'm going to rule the world. I look down <laughs> upon you all. I'm going to create the new Rome and you'll all worship Apollo. You know, he had like his whole like. <laughs> I don't remember about that. I'll take your word for it. That's kind of stuff that developed later as he becomes like more and more bizarre and marginal. But yeah, he, he never pretended to be like the traditionalist Catholic that Fuentes acts like. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. bizarre that I mean, does anyone actually believe that Fuentes is going to Latin mass and stuff? <laughs> I, I have, I have no idea. I don't want to know. Uh, I think last I heard, there's supposed to be a America First summit, and Ethan Ralph and Beardson and Baked Alaska are supposed to be there. I don't know if Baked Alaska will be there. I don't, I don't. I think he's. I don't know if he's still under house arrest or not. I forget how, what he's under. Oh, that's well, didn't he get found guilty of like the, the anti-Semitic vandalism? Or... Well, yeah, but I think he's waiting on sentencing for that. Okay. But or either that or is being there's some delay with that. I think, and then, but you know, no, he was on house arrest because he had an RV at one point last year, uh, late last year or early this year. I forget when he had the RV, but that failed spectacularly because I believe Andy Dick now has that RV somehow. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no. Well, what happened with Baked was he was supposed to plead guilty for um, his January sixth stuff. And the judge was like, "Oh, why do you why do you plead guilty?" And Baked was like, "Oh, I don't think I'm guilty. I'm just pleading guilty on the advice of my lawyer because because my lawyer encouraged me to. And also, you guys are going to charge me felonies if I don't." And the judge was like, "Oh, if you're not guilty, then you shouldn't plead guilty. Let's uh, table this in two months and uh, we'll chat." Yeah, uh, that guy he's he's gonna blow it and he's gonna get like a, a, a sentence almost as bad as that guy with the bison yeah. helmet. Apparently the judge is like they found this track record or something, he's like noted for being like ultra ultra liberal. So they they was fucked with that guy. I low key my my hot take is I think Bake did this on purpose and is trying to drag out his court proceedings as long as he can. Partly so he doesn't so he can tr- delay going to jail. But also, like, if Trump wins 2024 or something like that, like, maybe his charges get cleared. That's my theory, at least. Man, he thinks he's going to get a pardon from Trump? Yeah, really. <laughs> well, well, well you t- why wouldn't Trump uh, pardon all the patriots who, uh, who, uh, ran- who, took over the, uh, uh, who took over the building, the Capitol building, for, for um, his honor? From you know, he might actually get a pardon from Trump. You right. That's well, just funny that he thinks that's going to happen if that's really well, that, well, that's that's my speculation. I don't know if that's yeah. what they actually well, think. John, I mean, Daft, I hate to say this, might have a good point there. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm yeah. like, would Trump pardon Baked Alaska? He's brought I, some I, crazy people into the White House. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> I mean, he did pardon people who stood by him, like Roger Stone and Michael Flynn, so it does seem like that. He did bring they, Ted Nugent people, and Ted I mean, Rock into the White House. I mean, to be fair, most people either have money and or know where the bodies are buried. So that's a little bit more understanding. Um, but he did, I mean, there were other, I mean, Lil Wayne got pardoned for whatever his charges were. 
uh, and I think some other rapper got pardoned too. Um, well, it's your but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean no, maybe maybe Bates gets maybe Bates gets lucky. I don't think he does. Remember there was that rapper that was in like Sweden or something, and he got in a fight with some like Islamic immigrants, and then Trump spent like uh, yeah, months yeah, that was I forget what happened there. I, I forget exactly what happened. I think Trump kept fighting to get this guy his charges dropped and bring him home, and then the guy yeah. came back and was like shitting all over Trump. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. What's, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that looks better on Trump that this guy's still shitting on him. I, I think it looks good for both parties. Like, Trump saved this guy even though this guy was shitting on him. And that shit on him in the past, presumably. Like, well, he's he's like, that guy's actually, like, a pretty big name. He was blatantly trying to win black endorsements so he could win, like, the black vote. But it was, it was just funny. If you're going to do that, way. you're going to, like, if you're going to do that, you, um, freeing ASAP Rocky from overseas is a pretty good one. Oh, that's who it was, ASAP Rocky. Yes. Yeah. I remember that now. Uh, <laughs> um, I, 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 like, I like his stuff. <laughs> or some of it. When, when he would do that kind of stuff, he would just piss off his own base. They'd be like, why are you pardoning ASAP Rocky instead of Roger Stone? Because he took like years to pardon Roger Stone. And there was like some no-knock raid at Roger Stone's house at 4 a.m. that was filmed by CNN. And that really like upset a bunch of Trump people. That like He was letting all that go on. But oh, I think I think he just he wanted to wait until after the election to do all those pardons because they, they tend to do it on the way out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's traditional. Um, hey, um, I need to get to, I need to get to bed soon, guys. It's like past eleven my time. Yeah, I know it's past your bedtime. I honestly don't really have much else to talk about for Anime Boston. It was it was a bit, I had a lot of fun. My friend had never been to a large anime convention before. So I got to kind of show him around. So that was a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun nice. doing something like that. Um, I got to see pre- a lot of friends I haven't seen uh, in, in like a month or, or pre- even a couple pre since COVID. So that was really awesome. Uh, but it really, it just, it just gave me the convention itch. And I just keep looking for a convention to do in the summer or fall. And it's like, uh, apparently, if I want to do anime in New York, I I have to buy single day tickets, which is like seventy dollars a piece plus fees. Jeez. And New York Comic Con, uh, they only sold four thousand weekend passes, which are a hundred plus fees. And then, but otherwise, you have to buy day day passes, which is bonkers. Or I can, I think New York Comic Con may have already sold out, um, and that also would have been like two hundred dollars if I wanted to do that. Uh, so, fuck that. Yeah, it doesn't look like... I mean, can I buy a membership? It sounds like Northern Conventions are like you're paying a heck of a lot for like not a whole lot of the experience. And then... Well, it's, well, it's also... Southern um, conventions, it's, it's cheaper, but you get a whole lot for... You get a whole lot of bang for your buck. It, it's like the yeah. buffet. I mean, I get, the buffet I, get, I get New York. I get New York. The idea of like, there's so many people. Like, that's like San Diego equivalent, since that's like a... Mm-hmm. Like, New York Comic Con's the second biggest convention, general convention. Anime New York City is probably second to Anime Expo at this point. So I get I get the that, like, it's going to be competitive. But still, like, I don't want to pay fucking two a dollars a day or whatever. See, I'm going to have to after the, Southern conventions work the same way as a Southern buffet. For 10 bucks, you get all you can eat. You get all you can, you can get. We, we have to offer. So... I'm just, I'm just letting you know, man. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I kind of, uh, I kind of want to consider Dragon Con 
if I can get a friend or two for that. I have never that been be to a Dragon Con, so like, I guess one year if you decide to go, that at least gives us a reason to meet up. Yeah, I'll let you know. I know uh, Momocon. I've, I've never been, and I know that that sucker yeah. is huge. Holy shit! That yeah, eighty thousand people in twenty seventeen. And they that they use the Georgia World Congress Center, and I bet you they're going to use like most of that building. I kid you not. It's yeah. like connected to the Omni Hotel, like the whole block. They do a freaking nerd parade downtown Atlanta. Like that ought to tell you something. You just avoid yeah. it because it's too big, or why have you never gone to it? For me, I, I just yeah. I never had I never really had the opportunity to go or whatever. It's like either I'm working or it's like ah oh, man I don't have the money to go or I don't anybody I like to go with somebody and I don't know anybody. Yeah, and how far are you from Atlanta? Just uh, about far, right? two and a half, three hours. Oh, that's actually not that bad. I mean, that's still like a pretty big commitment to drive three hours and get a hotel room for multiple days, especially if you don't have anyone. But yeah, yeah I mean, going for a day, like if I had, if I went with somebody, that would be kind of cool. But um, yeah, you, you can't do that. You, that'd be really tough to do. Six yeah, hours I feel like I need to do like the whole day. weekend. Yeah. And like I know, yeah, with, no. I know a Dragon Con they have like an anime area, but it's like ghettoed off to the side from what, like the last I heard. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, say, general, I just like the like, idea of film, going for fantasy convention kind of thing. So, yeah. and that's fine to me. Like as long as yeah. there's fun panels and they don't get like and they're chill. That's really all I care about. Like I don't need to go to like the corporate announcement stuff. Like, if I wanted to go to that, I can just go online and see that. Yeah, they're going to post it on Twitter, so it's like, whatever. Yeah, like, that, like they were literally, like, we were in the room from a discotheque panel, and uh, Mike Tool was, like, clicking submit on the tweets before he would say it in, in the room. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck did I come here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did get to see a couple exclusive Well, you get to hear things, the deep, like a... baritone bass voice of Mike. Yes, it was very... Yes, I did get to hear Mike Tool's beautiful, sensual voice. Yeah. So that was, that was nice. Uh, but yeah, I, no, I, 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 I am like... jealous of that man's voice, so... Agreed. Uh, yeah, very I much agreed. Uh, the poor listener having had to listen to my voice over the years, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> it. Um, but you know, like, it just sucks, because like, the the big video game con already happened, and like usually that's like the same like very close together with Anime Boston, so I usually end up skipping that one. And then I went to like the big Comic Con finally like, last year, and like it was nice, but like the, it it really didn't have much that I was looking for. Yeah, like it was. It, I guess it was also a COVID year, but like I need to. I'm like I might start branching out elsewhere if I can get a decent group. Uh, which I probably won't, but I can pretend like I will. Alright. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah a... I'll, give, I'll give Anime Boston 2022 a solid B. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about New York Ninja quickly, John, or do you want to talk about that another time? Um, well, I think Zionic wants to get off, but... Uh, yeah, I am running the recording, so... I don't yeah, we can just talk about it off air. Yeah, yeah, we can talk. Yeah, or um, you definitely should see it, Zionic. I'll definitely say. I, but it direct... sounds like a movie I need to check out. But like, yeah, I'll stop the recording. You guys, even even without it. the even without the story uh, behind the creation of the film, it's definitely worth seeing. That's okay. Yes. No, it's even funnier with oh, with the context. Shoot! Hey, speaking of films, um, so the MySpleen server. Do you want me to try to run Lady Terminator Friday night? 
because I still want uh, If you want to, I will not be there because I will be uh, in New York. Okay. Well, shoot, I'll just I'll cover uh, for you this Friday. Yeah, if you want to. I also got like a couple different rips. I don't know if it, uh, that might be slightly better. Or I know I can I couldn't figure out if the DVD was the uncut version or not. I I have the the Mondo DVD. I haven't even popped that sucker in. Like if I'm going to watch it, it's going to be like virginized for me to pop that in there. Um, and yeah. for people, so I guess I, I just I, I need to go in there and be like, hey, I'm running the video thing Friday, so and this is what I'm showing. Yeah, yeah, no I'm sure um, I'm sure Exus will be down there. I'll be pronounce his name. Yeah, uh, no, one has, I, no one has streamed on there in a few weeks. Yeah, no, I totally I forgot I was supposed to stream on Thursday. I just was like so busy last week, I totally forgot. We can just wait a while until whenever you get back to New York or whatever. Yeah, fortunately, it's only one or the next two weeks I'll be able to do it. All right. Um, yeah, no, uh, definitely. Uh, I uh, hope you guys have fun watching that. Uh, I hope so too. So. Yeah. So one last announcement here: in a couple of weeks, they're doing the uh, Arizona Toy Plan again on day all of them, and if we go to that, so nice. I'll let you guys know at the next uh, recording if I get nice. anything there. Any, any cool in there? And it's, uh, That's a bad. They've got a lot of good comic booths and stuff there. So, yeah. they don't really do panels and that kind of thing. But that's not really what I'm going to these shows for anyway. Uh, that's yeah, not just the Phoenix Fan Fest anymore. Yeah, I just like that. But it's like a very old school sort of old school vibe with a bunch of different vendors and stuff. Which like that's fun yeah. to go do a a, a, a flea mar- or a anime flea or a toy flea market. Yeah, and it's right next to, uh, you know, some comic and video game stores, and uh, they have, like, uh, you know, booths set up at the uh, at the con, like, promoting their stuff and saying, oh, if you go to our store today, you get something for free. You know. As much of the stuff that I get there tends to be at those stores as at the actual convention. Yeah, no, it's good to get, uh, get, get the info about new shops in the area you may not know. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess that's it for this episode. See you guys later. See you next time. Probably end it.